Alright, are you rolling? Episode 16. Joseph, how do you say your last name? Baydon? Ba- uh, Baydoon. Baydoon. Mm-hmm. I knew I was close. I, I at least knew your last name. Yeah. You are my 16th guest. I am very impressed that you got this thing going. I got to watch every episode, honestly. Yeah. Are you impressed that I got it going in five minutes because you was a half hour early and I was up yeah. at Toots drinking beer yeah. with my buddies? Yes. And I was turning into my neighborhood because I thought I got a half hour to get set up and yeah. I knew my cameras were, I'd used it on another job. Yeah. And then I'm turning into my neighborhood and here's you. I'm thinking, oh shit. Oh. I got to do audio, video, everything. I hope yeah. he's in focus. I need to check that. I need to make sure you are in focus and not the focus is locked. Oh, I guess we're good. I think he's bright. You look good, man. Awesome. Great. So, yeah, this is a really small room, um, and we're set up. Yeah, I had a bunch of shit sitting around. You've never seen this. You've never heard it. You don't know anything about it other no. than I asked you to come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you I, I would like to hear more about you because I've only known you for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two yeah. years, but then we've gotten to know each other over the last year Yeah. and uh, had a handful of conversations every time we've been together. I've enjoyed being around you, but I don't know a whole lot about you other than you're in the military. Yeah, oh, I think uh, Greg, he's pretty much the guy that is our – uh, leader of the Jeep group. Yeah, started with him. Yeah, and he, he's basically collaborated everyone together. Um, I don't know if it's just him, but everyone in the group are, is a is a bunch of really good people. And so once somebody invites somebody else in, we you know take that as these are probably good people too. So when I first met you, man, I thought you were blown. I was blown away. You're a really good guy, man. You were like really? very and very knowledgeable, honestly, about the Jeep stuff. Yeah. Um, so well. Actually, I don't think you remember the first time you ever met me. Probably not. Yeah, I just bought a Jeep, that orange Jeep. And you come outside, uh-huh. and you was like, you said something about my taillights. You was like, you said something about as soon as you got those taillights. You weren't being a dick, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it come across kind of dickish. Yeah, yeah, probably did. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, once you got those taillights, and I, I didn't know who you was. Uh-huh. I just knew he was a friend of Greg's, and Greg didn't even know me. He was just outside checking out my Jeep, because that's okay. like how we met. Yeah. Uh, so and then I thought, yeah, you guys met just because he saw your Jeep or, well, I, he, you know, he's my bartender Okay. and everybody there had a Jeep and it yeah. kind of, the Jeeps around there were like, fuck, yeah. I, I need a Jeep. And yeah. I kept driving past this Jeep and I thought I'm going to buy that thing. And I did, I, mm-hmm. I went on, I was on a lunch break one day and I went over there and just bought it. <laughs> Literally I test drove it on lunch. I said, do the paperwork. I'll be back when I get off work. My, and I'm buying it. My wife is always on my butt about, um, being a Jeep snob. Yeah. Like there'll be a Jeep coming down and I'll, and I'll rip it to pieces. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that guy put a, a mean, uh, angry bird grill on <laughs> and he's got a bunch of useless gear. Like the guy that came and saw us at, uh, this weekend, um, he just kind of randomly oh, yeah, popped yeah, yeah. up. Oh, you had the spikes. He had the spikes. We're going to piss off a lot of people, but this isn't a Jeep yeah. forum and yeah. I don't really care who we piss off <laughs> to be honest. Good, good. But that stuff is a, to each their own. Um, yeah. we all start somewhere. We really do, and yeah. we learn our lessons on what is important and what is not important on mm-hmm. a Jeep. And I've learned my lesson the hard way a million times over. Uh, that stuff was complete uselessness. Unless yeah. he just wants to pimp it out a little bit, but he's on the trails with a Jeep that doesn't look like it needs to be on the trails just yet, mm-hmm. especially the path that we were on. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I learned. That's how I learned what a mall crawler was. That, yes. And I mean, they look good, you know, yeah. if you're into that. It's. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to – I've been in – off-roading my whole life yeah and i always admired jeeps but i was more of a bronco guy f-150 mm. i appreciated old school mm. chevrolet so i guess i had a bronco 
Yeah, I had the last. I had an OJ Bronco, the last one, the white. I had a white. Yeah, well, mine was 95, so I guess it wasn't the last. 95, 96. I'll fill in that weird age, and it was white. 95, 96 is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I had one. So I never was into the Jeep stuff. I wanted to be, but I felt it was like one of those things, a little cliche, and Hmm. no. I don't know if I even want to jump into that, and I I think we have a whole night of talking about Jeeps, but ultimately what I wanted to do is give you a chance to introduce yourself, figure out who you are a little bit, because I figure I can learn something, because I've had several people tell me, hey man, you ought to give us a little background, let us know who we're we're listening to. Sure. Um, What are you into? Like I said, I know you're in the military. Yeah, I've been in the military all my life, honestly. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I always wanted to open a business. I I had that entrepreneurship mindset. and things always held me back to being able to pursue that. But, um, you know, I always bartended. I started bartending through college. That's how I met Greg. Yeah. That's, you know what? I thought it was Jeeps that brought this group together. It was bartenders. Bartenders. A lot of us are bartenders. Yeah. We all met Nashville. back in the teens, like yeah. 2005. Mm-hmm. 2005, 2004 is when I met Greg. So, uh, and as and a bunch of the other people. Um, but yeah, uh, so I started there bartending. Um, and through college, I went to and got my degree in entrepreneurship and business and really didn't use it. Um, I did own a bar called The Goat. It's on. It's in Antioch. How ironic. Yeah. Not The Goat. I'm sorry. Not The Goat. The Turtle. The Turtle. The Thirsty Turtle. The Thirsty Turtle. Yeah, Where was it at? It's in Antioch. Yeah. It's a Is sports it still bar. there? Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, I thought so. They opened up one here in Murfreesboro, but I don't think it's open anymore. I had no idea you was a bar owner. Like 10%. Is it off Bell Road? Now. Yes, it is. Okay, so yeah. you, okay, I think I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. The owner's name is Jose. In yeah. um, he allowed me to buy into it, so I bought into it for like ten percent, mm-hmm. and um, regretted ever since because yeah. there the bar manager and owner have such a high responsibility that I didn't have a family life. Like I was constantly at that bar, and the bars bring in bad things. They bring in drugs. They bring in fights. They bring in all this other stuff that isn't good for families. Yeah, so. I decided since I was already in the military, I was in the reserves in the Marine Corps. So you, yeah, you were in the Marine Corps. Right. You got in. When did you get in? Uh, two thousand four. Okay. Two, no, actually, two thousand three. And two thousand four is when I went in my first deployment to Iraq. Okay. So, you came back and you were in the uh, reserves. Yeah. So I, I joined the Marine Corps for the reserves to go to college, and then the first thing they did was send me to Iraq. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I got a, out when you were getting in. Okay, okay. I got out November 3rd, 2003. Oh, wow. Veterans uh, Day. Yeah. That was my last day. That's what it says on my ID. Okay. That was my last day. How crazy is that? That is nuts. Yeah, I got in 97, got out 2003. What'd you, what was your job? I was an 88 Mike in okay. the Army National Con- Guard. Okay, driver. Truck driver. driver. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But I told CT, and I won't tell the whole story, but when I'm, I actually said it backwards. When I, when I moved from Tennessee, I went up to Indiana, Chicago area. Yeah. And I joined a unit in Valparaiso. They were 12 Bravo, they were demolition. And they yeah. wouldn't let me stay. They said you had to fulfill your obligation as an 88 Mike for six years. Otherwise, you would lose your bonus. I was like, okay. So they switched me to a unit in Gary, which had nothing. It was just me and one other dude. And we were driving around recruiting people for the last year and a half oh, I yeah. was in. So I drove a white, um, what was it, Bluebird, like military bus yeah. i was the only one yeah. licensed to drive it because i was you know i was the only one had any kind of license. okay so that was my last year and a half in the military was riding around chicago land area recruiting people and taking people to. so were you a recruiter 
No, we just... had no one. It was we didn't have a truck. Okay. We were a '88 Mike company, and we didn't even have a vehicle, not a Hummer. We didn't have nothing. They gave us a bus, and we just literally there was like 12 of us by the Guys, time I got out. Back then, and I've heard multiple stories, is that the National Guard is a good old boys club. It is, and they got away with so much stuff. You can't even speak about it. It's nuts. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, I guess now technically I've been in three different units, and yeah, it's. Uh, it's a different lifestyle. I really enjoyed myself. I didn't like it in the beginning, but yeah. and I don't want to go into my whole military career because I did that in the last podcast. I guess if you wouldn't hear it, you could go yeah. into it. But uh, uh, I, I don't know why I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so my, when you when I was getting out, you was getting in, I guess. Yeah, I was in the reserves. I joined the, the Marine Corps Reserves um, Infantry. I was a mortarman. And the first thing we did was go to Iraq in 2004, came back. Uh, and then they took volunteers to go on another deployment back to, and this is Fallujah. This is the big mm-hmm. Fallujah thing. And uh, so did that 2007, 2009 is when uh, we got, I, I got stop loss basically. I was about to get out and they're like, nope, you get out May 19th, but we're getting deployed May 1st. So I went back to Iraq. For, for, for more than 18 days, I'm assuming. Yes, more than 18 <laughs> days. Um, which, I, you know what? I'm proud I did. Yeah. You don't want that... to go, but at the same time, you're proud that you did. I'm so... I was yeah. devastated. I prayed to God. Mm-hmm. Brennan was born June 3rd, 2003. When I found out Rebecca was pregnant, I just thought, okay, I don't want to miss his birth. So I made all these presents. Look, I'd send me wherever you want to. Just let me see my kid born. Yeah. Well, I never had to go anywhere, so... It was a very, I had a very mixed emotion uh, because I went into the military Mm -hmm. to serve. I didn't necessarily want to go get shot at or shoot anyone, but I wanted to serve in some capacity. And I Mm -hmm. felt like, I mean, I didn't beat the system. It just happened to work out the way it did. Like I would say eight months after I left my unit in Tullahoma, eight or nine months later, they got deployed. No one knew who was getting deployed when I, after 9-11, it was a really weird time. So yeah, I just felt like um, maybe I was lucky. But yeah. there was always a part of me that didn't get that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to hate being over there. I wanted to be over there long enough that I hated it because yeah, I had so yeah. many friends that did. Yeah, it was it was nine eleven that actually drug me into that. Yeah. Like we were watching it in high school. Um, I graduated high school in 02. And I was watching it, and I was like, I, I found the first recruiter I could find. It was a Marine recruiter, and I was like, I want to go. Yeah. And so it took me a minute to go because I had to get surgery on my knee to take some metal out of my ACL because of football but um, and rehab it and then I got to join mm-hmm. and so I went um, but you know after after reserves during the res- while I was in the reserves I was also attending MTSU and uh, bartending at the same time living it up I didn't really take college very serious I was bartending making good money for a kid my age I was mm-hmm. making over a thousand dollars a week and living it up as a single guy I was loving it so, yeah, that's uh, a lot of money back then. Yeah, back then it was like a lot yeah. of money for me. I mean, you know? for a young dude, it would be a lot in of money 20s? now. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, um, I after my last deployment, I came back and I recruited for the, for the Marines for two years. And there, I was in a position where they weren't allowing me to get promoted. Um, so I was an E5 and I needed to get E6. Um, and I was struggling because I needed to stay in. I wanted to stay in active duty-wise. And so uh, a National Guard recruiter, um, his name was uh, Jay Johnson, good guy, good, good, happy, good, uh, big heart guy. And he, he, uh, he got me in with a National Guard. And so I mm-hmm. became a recruiter active, and that's where I'm at today. That's awesome. That's, yeah. I, I joined the Navy, mm-hmm. and uh, I won't tell this story again, but 
I, I joined and went to Maps and my buddy, we went to that battle buddy program and he yep. backed out and well, a good close friend <laughs> of mine, out. ironically owned a bar uh-huh. called the millennium. I don't know if he owned it at the time. No, no, no. Cause he bought it in a lot. He, he opened this bar in 99. So anyways, he became a bar owner. Um, but he was an army recruiter. I'm sorry. Army national guard recruiter. And he's like, dude, just come to me. my parents had a gas station across the street. He's like, just come, come over to our place. I'll recruit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, he made it happen and he got me out of the Navy into the, Army National Guard, and okay, that's how I got stuck in the Army National Guard. I was about to sell off in the Navy. Oh wow! Yeah, you would have been a whole different life. That's what me and CT were talking about. I mean, I really wanted to go because my dad was in the Navy. He was in Vietnam, and he had so many amazing stories. Yeah, but you know, it would have been a. I would have had a great life. You would have, and, and it's but so I, I like my life. Yeah, your life's awesome. Right yeah, now. you got a house full of boys. That's awesome. Yeah, but you know, I always think about that, like. What if I went active duty instead of the reserves? Where would I be today? Would I be better off or worse? Where would I be? Or would I be dead? Who knows? Yeah. But the you know, life we chose is here we are. I guess it's a good sign when you say, you know, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. You know, I don't have any regrets. I wonder sometimes about some things, but yeah, I don't really have any regrets. None. No. And honestly, going to Iraq wouldn't have been all that glamorous because I was a truck driver. So I already knew what all my buddies were doing. were recovering tanks and shit. Well, they, they had a deadly job. That's for sure. The IEDs were everywhere. And I don't think any of my buddies were lost to that. I, I don't really that's know. Good. So, I mean, I mean, people were lost, but not to the IEDs. And I don't think they really went too far in. They were. I, I don't know much about it. I wasn't there, so I don't want to speculate. But, okay. Uh, yeah. That was my military career. Years too. So mm-hmm. now you're still an Army National Guard recruiter. And that's what you do. You recruit. Yeah. And it's actually really stable because uh, they... You know, you, just as long as you put people in, um, you do you do your job, and you have a stable job. Uh, what I mean by that is, it's so COVID happened, right? And a lot of people lost their job that if they owned something, or they so bartenders, servers, they they weren't able to work. Mm-hmm. I felt very comfortable. I, I they just sent us home, said work from home, and uh, I still made the same paycheck. Mm-hmm. So you know, we don't make bank but i i make a paycheck so yeah. it's good and it's reliable as good insurance um you want to get so a good retirement it is a very good retirement i only have two years until that so you're gonna um, stay in a little longer yeah i'll stay until they kick me out yeah. yeah yeah i'm in 18 years now i don't mind staying there another 10 yeah see. yeah yeah i think uh my wife her dad was a recruiter for okay. the army for the yeah. army um so yeah a lot of recruiters i didn't i actually thought i didn't realize you was a recruiter maybe i did and i just didn't understand yeah. i knew you spoke on behalf of the military yeah. you know and i guess that was just in a recruitment yeah yeah, yeah. No. recruiting um you, you just got to turn your sales hat on sometimes uh, wherever mm-hmm. you know i go to gas stations or or kroger's and i just talk to the kids there just mm-hmm. throughout the day whenever i would love i would love to see my kids i wish they had some kind of program to where kids could um at 17, 18, yeah. go in and just at least do uh, basic training. Or something. Well, basic training. Basic training for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and and maybe even an AIT just to kind of get some kind of basic skill and then be on a list to be, you know, called up. I think it was one of the best things I ever done was going through basic training. I think it wakes you up a, a lot as a human. Like, like for me, I was from Brentwood, okay? Yeah. Um, grew up, my dad uh, didn't just hand me everything, but I, I grew up in a really nice household where I had what I needed. And, uh, I always felt like I, I never knew what life was about to hand me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I didn't join the Marine Corps, I'd probably be a piece of piece of shit. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just not on a great course. Well, I, I, I feel bad for all the kids that live in this neighborhood because 
they don't um uh, you, you want to be happy in life, you got to earn shit. Mm. That's the facts. And so many parents out there are thinking they're doing the right things by giving them, giving their children more than they had. I want to give them yeah. more than I had, yeah. you know? And um, they're destroying a lot of potential that a kid would have had because it sets you up for resentment. It yeah. sets you up for entitlement. Entitlement. Once you condition yeah. someone that they're, once you condition someone to the point that they expect it, mm. well, that is the beginning of entitlement. And it really sets a lot of people up for a failure. It really yeah. does. It's it sucks. I, I have to hold myself back all the time with my daughter. You yeah, know, and, it's hard. And she is my queen. Like I, I, I love this little child, and I, and I want to give her everything, but I can't because sometimes I do see where she'll be like expecting it. Like, hey, where's this? And, and so parents tend to think, oh, she's fucking up, or he's fucking up. No, no, I'm fucking. It's up. my fault. Yeah, if if someone expects something from me, it means I've conditioned them. Mm-hmm. And that's my responsibility. I was trying to earn or buy or gain their attention because you want it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it, it's our it's our mistake. I, I think the one thing that we've been really trying to focus on, because we want them to have good shit too, but what we try to focus on is giving them opportunity to earn money. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or meet them halfway, whatever you want in life. Like Brennan's been saving up for a Jeep, and I just found out, He's 17 years old. He's got $3,000. And I'll match him. Whatever he has, I have to match. And that's the deal we have. Whatever you want out of life until you turn 18 or, you know, a reasonable time. I'll meet you halfway. And I was like, shit. You know, he, he works as a, not even a server. Yeah. I mean, he's making chump change as a host, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm thinking, wow, I never saved $3,000. No, no. Ever. Dude, no. My, it would have been gone like that. So my first car was a 67 Mustang. That's kind of badass, though. It was a POS, though. It was, okay. It, my foot almost stepped through the, the mm. floor. It was stepping through the floor. Uh, it was inline six. It wasn't the V8 289 mm-hmm. or 298, whatever it was. 289, I think. 289. And, um, yeah, so it was a, it, it was just handed down. He gave it to me. He said, here's your first car. Fix it. You can have it. So I worked at the deli mart down the street in Brentwood, Brentwood Market Deli, and um, every paycheck I got I put in that car, and a little bit too much. I never saved a dime. Mm-hmm. I put it all into it and more. So, and in a way, that's in a weird way, that's almost saving. I mean, yeah, sort of. I I I, I, I pulled out my wallet. I, I I can't save. I mean, I can I can save when I, I know what to save and what not to save, but I usually I'd rather invest than save yeah. I just don't want to I don't see a whole lot of point in putting a whole lot of cash in the bank I'd rather put it in something else to gain yeah yeah and yeah. just you know just it's just the way I am I like spending money yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, I like yeah. having fun Hell, you know I do you see my Jeep man I spent way yeah. too much on that bro yeah speaking of man it did really good we'll get into the Jeep stuff golly we got a weekend we finally went wheeling together yeah the first yeah. time ever this yeah. weekend mm-hmm. this past weekend and damn was it eventful it was and my Jeep actually the Gladiator did really well. It's a lot bigger, wider, longer than a Wrangler. Mm-hmm. A Wrangler is way more superior off-road for sure. But it did well. You know, Only because of the approach and departure angles, yeah, it's, right? It's, yeah. And the wheels. The, 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 what am I trying to say? The distance between the wheels is called what? <laughs> what am I trying to say? It's too long. It's a lot longer. So you, uh-huh. What do they call that? What the fuck? I can't even think of the name of it uh, now. It'll come to me later. Yeah, yeah I'll think about it. Fuck! Something very common. People are yelling at me right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, Wrangler, uh, the, the, the Gladiator's a lot longer. Even the the two door JKs. I see Freddie and his little two door. It's got uh-huh. sh- wheelbase. Thank you. Wheelbase. Yes. The wheelbase is so small in that little two door, and he just. But there's disadvantages yeah. and advantages depending on what yeah. you're doing. So, yeah. 
everything. But now you're sitting on a beautiful Gladiator. Very cool color combination. Yeah. Black, red, pinstriping, 40-inch tires. Yeah. And it did really good. I was worried uh, you might get scratched up being it was black. but It did scratch up a lot. I saw that. You won't see it in the dark, but it's, it's there. But I'll get it waxed. I'll buff it out. I don't really care about that that much. It's the um, well, you've got the new kind of worn off. You put some miles on it. You're ready to go have some fun in it. Yes, and a year and a half later, after buying a brand new Gladiator and and babying it, I was ready to take it off road mm-hmm. and see what it can do. I mean, I've invested so much money into it into off roading. I'm not going to yeah. just not take it off road. So. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, a lot of skeptics out there. I'm certain. Well, like, is he ever like people that I, I don't even know that know you. They just know the Jeep. Yeah, yeah. They know this big, massive dude that drives this beautiful black Gladiator. It's like, is he ever going to take that thing off road? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it's it's almost like you're getting punished. Like, <laughs> are you going to take that off road, or are you just going to be a sidewalk queen? What are you going to do? Listen, man. People just hate. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. see it out there, and yeah. uh, but anyways, that's just people. It, it, none of that bothers me at all. But at the same uh, time, I'm like, hey, man, I'm the one that pays the payments on this. You're thing. exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh. Well, black was a that was a, it's a, it's beautiful, but it's easy to scratch, and that's the problem. Let me have one of those. I don't care what flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, when I went to buy this thing, they had they only had like three colors, um, and I was between it was between the black and the white one, and I saw uh, a white one, and I like I, I really I like really liked it, but they pulled up with the black one that I have right now. It's a Rubicon with every option on it. And I was like, oh, that looks so sexy, clean. It's so sexy. I'm going to. And I stayed there, and they knew I was going to buy it. They weren't haggling with me. I had to pay basically sticker price because they were like, oh, they're flying off the the lot. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm buying it. And, uh, yeah, so they had me by the balls, and I bought that Gladiator. And, and I really wanted the one that CT has, the color. Yeah. I like, like the desert. Sand, desert. Yeah. I love that color. That yeah. and orange. I really like those two. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got it to where you wanted it. And you weren't going to shortchange it, and then you took it wheeling. I did, and then we had the big incident. Well, yeah, well, honestly, I can say 10 minutes into the first night, there was several incidences. The first so maybe it's an indication awful. of what's to come. <laughs> Yo, we... Look, I spent $1,000 uh-huh. just for the room and the tickets to go wheeling, and we did like four or five hours worth I know. Of Wasn't that disappointing? It's like... Yeah, but that's, I wish, that's part I w- of it. I wish we were in a, a cabin all together, I, first off. We, first, we have the most expensive hobby we do. You, you could ever want. It's yeah. crazy what this hobby I know. costs. It, and uh, gosh, who was it today that said it to me? That, oh, it was my brother. My brother is the opposite of me, right? And he was like, um, I don't get it. So you guys put all this money into your Jeeps, <laughs> and then you take it off-road, and you damage them, and then you have to upgrade them. Uh, so is this fun to you? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you try to see what it can do. Yes, I mean, without breaking, and oh, then once it breaks, that's the excuse to. Oh, okay, I need bigger, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I break something, I upgrade yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I'm just like kind of inside, like yes, I can upgrade. Yes, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting to break my front axle. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just dying. Like yeah. I wasn't as lucky as. Never mind. I'm go up to the <laughs> wife. Go up to the wife and be like, hey. I need a new one. Might as well get a Dana 60. No, listen, I wouldn't tell her. Mm. wouldn't ask. I would just, I'd be out there. My kids would be out there yeah. wrenching one day. And yeah. she'd be like, hey, what are you doing? I would just change it. She's so used to me. She doesn't oh, question. Yeah. She doesn't ask. She don't bitch. I have the greatest wife in the world. She's like, oh, well, okay, she good really luck. She man. You, you're a lucky man. She's great. Yeah, she is She's pretty cool as awesome. hell, man. Yeah. 
Uh, as long she, as my bills get paid, yeah. you know, my part, as yeah. long as my money goes into the bank uh-huh. and she doesn't see anything missing there, any extra money I want to make, she doesn't question, doesn't ask. Oh, she cool. just, nice. she lets me do what I want to do. And it all goes into the family. Every extra dollar I make does go into either some sort of an investment like an RV yeah. or house or vacations. Okay. We like to spend it on having fun. Cool. But, uh, yeah, so our event for weekend was... Um, I don't think we could ever explain exactly what happened to where any detail to where people would understand, but I can tell you the pictures that were posted, man, got a shit ton of traction. Yeah. And I know the video never really got released because the audio was cut from it, but we had a friend. The video didn't do it justice. I feel like I feel like you had was, to have the audio. She fell way further than the video looks like. Yeah, if you see the angles, so Rebecca was way down the hill. Okay. And she zoomed in with her phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what it was, we were coming down a trail in Windrock called Trail 16. We're about 10% into the trail, and it has these massive rock steps. And I would say they are three and a half, four, and these are massive boulders. Mm-hmm. And we're, it's basically you slide down on the belly of your vehicle. It's like metal just the yeah, whole way down. Yep, it is. Drop, 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 drop. And we were bringing people down one right after another, mm-hmm. and it was a friend of ours' turn. She was brand new into off-roading herself been on a ton of trails i was so used to her and her sister and her daughter that just they did everything i would see b i mean not and um uh reina just reina climbed that hill so in my mind i just you don't think that they have any limitations and i just didn't realize how nervous she was and i was guiding her down and I picked the wrong time to to encourage someone because she was the way she was coming down. It was kind of dropping hard. She yeah. was going from gas to brake, gas to brake, and I was like, ah, you know, if you use both feet, you know, you can control that. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. wrong time to be explained. I should have let her get all the way down and then give my opinion. And I think I just she was nervous as shit. And it's something to be nervous yeah. about. And uh, you're coming down a cliff, which drops off another cliff, which drops off a mountainside, yeah. which is not straight down, but I would say goes. A thousand feet at a forty-five degree angle, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could least. have gone way further. And, and thank goodness, there's a lot of things that played the part that people didn't get injured. Nobody. Uh, and she stopped early. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have gone a lot further, like you said. Mm. Um, and actually, stop. The stop was the softest part. Yeah, right to a brush. In a well, it was trees. Trees. Trees and brush. <laughs> but it, the way it stopped, it was just super. It didn't even set off the airbags. But she came off the top. I don't know if her feet got confused. I don't even know if she was doing what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I just know that her, the gas pedal got hit, came off one ledge, off another ledge, and it just went flying yeah. and completely broke the whole front end. And we spent everyone running. Everyone's running. I'm running, screaming, running, squalling, crying. Yeah. Everybody's thinking. I thought kids were in the vehicle. Oh, my I God, thought the I kids were in the vehicle. I didn't know who was in that vehicle. We were falling yeah. down the hill trying to get to her, and then just get down there. And she was. I mean, she was. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were looking for kids. Was none. She said, "I got him out," and mm-hmm. it was it was uh, it was it was tough. It was a tough situation. Yeah, it was, and I've never seen anything like that. And I've always never inside wanted to see something like that, but that was not fun when it's someone you care about. So, no, if it had been a random stranger, I'd have been scared for him. Yeah, yeah. Because all I kept thinking was a, a something coming through the windshield. We don't think about that, man. The risk that we take sometimes. Um, we're reactive, and that's life. I mean, in the job that I'm in now, I mean, we're always trying to. We're always trying to measure risk and uh, you know life and, and you know, the possibilities and it's it's so it's so hard and something we're always talking about is close calls. We we kind of overlook close calls and close calls may be the indication of I mean maybe we should take this a little more seriously rather than laugh about it or hide it you know yeah, and put, yeah, yeah. pay a little more attention because we're so reactive. Right. It's only after 
something catastrophic happens that we learn our lesson. We're not proactive. Because you can't think that someone could accidentally hit the gas pedal. You just couldn't imagine yeah. that happening. And the thing is, we have to take these things these things home, you know. So yeah. a lot of you know, it's still stuck up there. And her insurance. Oh, I think they. I think I read they. Um, so yeah, we tried dragging it out. I mean, we did so much trying to get it. We're up there what till one thirty? Yeah, up there, fire. God. <laughs> yeah, we it was trying to get people to bring us marshmallows. I'm on the way home by then. I'm like, hey, I gotta go. And yeah, uh, yeah. I felt bad doing it, but there's enough. No, you had enough to go, Indians. There, there was man. way too many people. That was actually the problem. There was way too many people, yeah. and not not saying that negatively. I'm saying if it would have been two or three people, there's less options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. in that case. Less options are probably best. Uh, yeah. And either you decide, okay, we're not doing this or we are doing this. Just a decision needs to be it's made. It's always hard for me to help when there's too many Indians. Yeah. yeah. There, there was two chiefs going on. Uh, we had Adam and you. Yeah. And a lot which of guys is, Which were, and in around. that case, I would call an Indian. I don't think you should be doing the work if you're managing the work. And something I was thinking about, and I, I, just to be honest with you, I think... I was thinking a lot about this. We could have been really hurt mm-hmm. because we're using high lift jacks, which are dangerous as shit. And I was nervous as shit about getting under this Jeep because the number one killer in life, yeah. if you know, is gravity. <laughs> gravity energy is dangerous. And so I was super leery about getting on this thing. I didn't want anybody near it. Um, but I thought, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, it was like yesterday, the day before. No, it was yesterday. I was driving down the road. I thought, you know what we needed? We needed a project leader. Not not a boss, not not someone there that's in a position of power, but but in a position of responsibility. They don't need mechanical knowledge. They don't need. They just need to be able to think logically, yeah, yeah. make logical decisions without you know an, a big emotional attachment, and say, "Hey guys, I don't think this is safe." Or do we do? You know, I'm mean, just stop what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You probably shouldn't even be involved, and you see anything get from the macro. You know, the big picture, while everyone else is working on the micro, and we're down here tinkering, and I think it would have went a lot better. I th- but, but, so, I mean, the adrenaline, like, no one gets to experience these things. Right. And we did good. No one got hurt, uh, and it went really well. We actually drove the Jeep and almost drove it out. Matter of fact, I drove it. I drove, I was driving it down the mountain. Yeah. With, with a ton of straps and steel bars. I mean, Duct we were... Tape. Literally duct tape for as a joke, but yeah, we yeah, did put yeah, the, yeah, had yeah, the yeah. winch cable underneath it supporting the axle. Uh-huh. That was the big one, yeah. But actually, the one mistake we did make was not sticking to the trees. You and I went back up there to get those trees. If we would have put the trees back mm-hmm. under there and winched them, we'd have slid right down. So when I was leaving, uh, were you there with me leaving? I don't know. Okay, so we were leaving and we're going through the trail. We're actually going out over obstacles. To did get you out take of here. sixteen down? Yeah, the whole way. Oh no! To the trail, to the gravel. oh, and then you took it's the about gravel. two miles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the gravel. Yeah. So I was like, "There's no way it's coming. There's no way." I was going. Yeah. Well, we didn't. Well, that's what we were told. We were coming down there because yeah. you know there was no way to go up. So the only way was to go down. Yeah. And I actually I drove out, stressed out uh-huh. in two wheel drive. <laughs> I made it out in ten minutes. We flew through it. Oh. Because I was done. We were dragging it down the hill. And so, like, How far so many down people. Did you get this thing? Uh, through the first hard section. There's a there's a hard section that you yeah. come around, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. pretty rough. I had to get pulled through a few spots, yeah. and then we get on the they get on the right and say, "Don't come this way." Okay. We don't think you'll make it. You have to go back the other way, which was crazy because there was no going the other way. Yeah, you're done. You couldn't make it out. So for some reason, we second guessed ourselves and drug it back, and then it snapped. We got it all the way back. It's where we started. What? Uh, up on much, top of the hill. How much up on top of the hill. time? You know, we should have... Okay, when that happened and we assessed the situation, everyone was okay, 
drag it back up to the top from the side of the We should have assigned a project later. Right. Someone to just make logical decisions. Everyone stop for a second. Let's think about this, okay? Say we get this thing back together. Yeah. Is it even able to get through here? Probably not. So the best thing that we can do is try to find help. If we can't find help and if no one around here can get this thing off the cliff, we would call insurance, okay? Insurance, of course, for some reason, she has the best insurance in the world Mm -hmm. and was like, yeah, we're going to take care of this whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually going to send people out there to take it apart and yeah. bring it off the mountain. <laughs> like, who who did you get insurance by? Because I need that insurance. Yeah, yeah well, it, it, so many people were worried that the insurance wouldn't cover it because it was off-road. I know my insurance company would, but who knows if their insurance company would. So, you know, there was a lot. People worried about it getting stripped, and we're lucky it didn't get stripped. Anyways, there was a lot to it. Do I think we could have made it down? I'm still 100% convinced. Um, that we would have gotten to every hurdle and yeah. found a way over it and yeah. found another way over it. Because at least we had momentum and downhill. Yes, we would have done a lot of damage. Yeah. But in my mind, it was destroyed anyways. Yeah. And um, let's just salvage bumpers, winches. At least you get it down, you get to take all that stuff off. Right. If you would have stripped it up there, it would have been theft. Mm-hmm. But if you get it home, then you take all the factory parts, put it back on, and, you know, you're good. But it, apparently her insurance is better than mine because it even is going to cover the aftermarket stuff. Yeah, that's insane because I have insurance and they would have laughed at me. Yeah. They'd be like, "Uh, we're the cheapest for a reason, homie. Well, the reason why we actually became friends was I destroyed my Jeep, which had a shit ton of aftermarket. And I got down to the, I mean, I was looking for a Jeep to swap parts because my my insurance company said, no, we're not going to reimburse you. Yeah. I said, well, I'm taking these parts. And they said, as long as you put the factory stuff back on, we're cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that's what we did. Right there. And honestly, I have. If I don't understand something like something major, like an mm-hmm. axle taking one off, that's yeah. huge to me. I mean, and I'm scared. Not so more. We did yours in my garage. Yeah, uh, my axle. Yeah. Well, we took no, the axle no, we out, the, but well, we we, we literally the dropped on. the axle. But that's dropping oh, the axle. Okay, that's true. We literally true. disconnected everything. Yeah, 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 that's true. Your axle was on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it would have been a matter of sliding it out and putting it's another one in. To me, how how big of a task that is, and yeah. then we accomplish it. Yeah, and it's. And you're brave enough to go right into it and dig right into well, it. Well, to be honest with you, it wasn't me that was brave enough. I had never pulled axles. I've worked on cars my whole life. My first business was a, a mechanic shop. Right. And I just always, engines, you know, I, mm. I knew the mechanical aspects of a car, but I'd never built four-wheel drives. Pulling axles out, yes, I could replace an axle, but but building one, you know, changing the geometry, it's just something I had never been yeah. associated with. Well, I think that's, that's, if I ever had a four wheel drive, I built, I bought a four wheel drive that was already built. So what's funny is Greg mm-hmm. is the one that had the confidence to say, "Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do it. No problem. We'll strip it." And, and then knowing now, well, he just thought we'd figure it out along the way. He had yeah. been involved. I mean, to get into his credit, he's been involved in enough. But you know, the more we've got to know each other, the more we realize, oh, we're just learning this shit together. Yeah, and it takes balls because it, I, I will if I do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I will back out and be like, uh, I don't want to go too deep in this because they'll be stuck here and I don't have, I don't know how much time this is going to take. If I'm with somebody and I have a, a another brain to, to spoon feed me something, then yeah, it's it's way better that way. If someone to give me confidence to dig into it and keep going and keep going. That's all it is, really. That's that's life, though. I mean, whether you're talking about pulling an axle out or, or, or taking a job, career, dating, mm-hmm. it's just that, fuck it. You got to dig into it, man, and do it or you're never going to do it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you have to 
make that scary leap of faith mm-hmm. and um, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You always do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you may end up with parts at the end. Literally, we, we in your garage other than that, oh, I wouldn't call it a garage. I'd call that a, a nice shop. Yeah. We did three, and I don't know if people are going to get bored of shit hearing about Jeeps. Fuck it. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah. We're getting to know each other ourselves. But we had a oil cooler to change, which none of us had ever done it. And you have to pull intake, top, how many lower? Yeah, how we many did three. Did y'all do three? Three, three. That Why was did an all day job. Need that done. It was three different jeeps. Jeez, three different jeeps. But it was funny because we were getting ready for the trail the other day, and Derek and Jade's Jeep they popped the hood for something, and I looked and I was like, well, that don't go there. <laughs> the intake was. Anyways, oh, the point is, is that we were still. Oh, that didn't even. We. It wasn't even right. It didn't even matter because we figured it out, uh-huh. but. There's some bolts uh, missing or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just part. misaligned some shit. Yeah. Right, the point is, is that if you, this is what I say. People say, well, what if you fuck up? Well, how much do the parts cost? I, I look at it like that and I said, well, the parts cost $250 or $1,000. Yeah. It doesn't really matter because if you pay to shop, it's going to cost you three, four times that. Yeah. Think about the, the, the knowledge you've gained in doing it wrong. That's when you actually oh, yeah. learn. Yeah. You don't learn by doing it right. You learn by making a mistake and saying, oh, fuck, that didn't work. And then you start really going in deeper and you start dissecting it and you have to learn it from the inside out. And then that's how you become an expert. Hey, you know, my friend, a good friend of mine, Will, um, he he bought a truck, a Tacoma or a, a Tundra, and um, he's got a lift on it. He's like, hey, man, I know you got that. I got to know you got that lift in your in your shop. And do you, what are you thinking that you and the guys can put this lift on for me? I'm like. I'm sure we could. I, I've never put on a lift on on anything else but a Jeep. So I think we could probably figure that out. We could do yeah. something like that. And and I Jeeps are like Legos. You can put them on. Take them Jeeps apart from are the different. They so, they are designed to be cut, beat on, yeah. stretched. It's the only vehicle. And I want to say that about Jeeps. You know, people talk about having a motorcycle. You know, it's like having a motorcycle. You wave. You know. Well, if you think about a motorcycle, there's fifty different manufacturers. Right. There's only one Jeep. And then they make different versions of that Jeep. It's a really weird thing. And I don't think for one second they're the best built. You know, there's a lot of crappy parts on a Jeep. There just really are. But you can modify and upgrade and turn it into your own personality. Yeah. It's something that represents you as an individual. That's what so much about them is that they represent their personality. They do what they want to. Regardless if it's ugly, angry sin, face grill. Yeah, angry face it's grill. It's your personality. To, it's what to you like super the Super duper Jeep yeah. that's made for just crawling. Yeah, I think angry face grill would have probably been badass if you were the first person to do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's it only bad. becomes annoying when everyone does it. It could be like anything. my taillights, for instance. Okay, right. So you had the same taillights. Yeah, but then once you get it, then you start realizing. You start seeing that shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, once you have it, you see it. Yeah, I don't own a Tesla, but if I own one, I'd see them everywhere. Right? Yes, so then it becomes, that's. I think that's the annoying thing is when you start to see everyone get it. And uh, then, it, I, what is that? When you just copycat or whatever, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're just judgmental human beings is what we are. And then we can't <laughs> help it. You know, we try to hold back. We try to hold back. We try not to be snob, snobs, but it happens. Yeah, I am a dick when it comes to that stuff. I need to calm down. I'm a dick in other reasons, for other reasons, for whatever, you know, my wife tells me and my family tells me, but I don't mean to be. <laughs> I don't know I'm a dick until I hear myself back. For I don't instance, ever notice you be a dick. 
Maybe because I'm worse. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You may be worse. But here, yeah. here's the deal, though. There's a side of you that I think can be. But for the most part, 90% of the time, you're the biggest sweetheart I know. Yeah. Like, you're this big, massive man that could just crush head like a fucking Hulk. Well, my but pers- overall, was... you're just a sweet guy. And I love that. Well, mostly I because li- I like to talk shit to my friends. I hope friends you don't mind me time. calling you a sweet guy. No, it's fine. But that's how I would describe it. I think it's a compliment, if anything. Yeah, because I, I love all of my, my friends, man. Mm-hmm. And I would do anything for them. It's when... Um, you recognize a friend that won't be there for you anymore or it won't do uh if you're going 100 percent, they're only going 10 percent. i know you're supposed to continue to go 100 percent, but it gets, i don't agree I, it just goes i think that's really, when i think that's the thing i think that we've been told to think that yeah you're supposed I, to be better than that and go and keep going but you're being used at that point like yeah hey. no it's up to you it's up to you to say i have a lack of self-respect and i should just say good luck man hey if i'm the one calling you and checking on you and you never give a shit about me because yeah. you're busy well, 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 I think it goes back to that entitlement thing yeah. and that expecting thing. It's up to us. It's up to us. Like we, we've almost created that condition by always being available. Mm-hmm. And when our friends are not, it's sometimes we have to pull back and give them a reality check. And like, all right, well, you're yeah. a little too busy for me. I should invest. I, okay, everything in life is an investment. I always talk about investments. Yeah. And investments, this is an investment of time, mm-hmm. effort, energy. And so I just think about where is where my best where should i invest my time and if they don't really appreciate it i'll withdraw and invest it in someone, someone else. else and i think that's the way it should be yeah and then they wake up and say hey where you been it's like, and i don't take it personally mm-hmm. i don't think you should it's like if you're always there it's almost like i need something almost you know what i mean mm-hmm. if, if i is that make any kind yeah, of sense at all total sense yeah so yeah, yeah, you're right and uh it, i try to be I do, you know, I, I find myself do checking up on friends that uh, haven't reached out in a long time. I haven't heard from them. Um, but it is, like I, like I said, I, I love my friends, especially this, this group. Um, they're just such good people, man. And, and no, one is, no one is judgmental. No one cares about how you dress, how much money, make, how much money you make. Um, and that's the best part and trait of this group. Um, and, and it's not a Jeep group. It's a group of friends. Yeah, the Jeep is the, the that's one. Th- that's the best way to describe it. It has nothing to do with Jeeps yeah. so much. It, it just happens to be something we all have in common. I actually despise Jeep groups, if that makes sense. Like, I agree. I don't like them. I, I despise groups, period. Yeah. Clubs. I don't want to be a part of anything that has to. a treasurer, no. a president. You know, that's that's too much of the real world. This uh-huh. is a utopia. This is based on respect. We go in and we can share capital and we can drink together, eat together. We always have a good time together yeah. uh, and we help each other out. Like if some anyone's anything's anybody's having some sort of issue with their Jeep and we're like attack it and fix it. Yeah. And it don't even have to be Jeep. Anything. Anything. And so the thing that I don't like about Jeep groups is that it's like a Karen is the president. And they're like, guys, we're going to go on a Jeep ride together in the countryside. trail boss. Yes. And we're going to wave to each other and we're going to have a great time. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy, but I don't want no part of that. It's it's when they get too big. And, you know, that's, that's, that's okay, so that's just human psychology. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Jeeps. It could be a bass club. It could be a group of monkeys. And that's something that... You know, uh, CT and I talked about. I talk about it a lot. You know, a, tr- a troop of monkeys can only be about seventy to eighty, and then it fractions off and creates another troop. Well, humans are about the same thing. Yeah, 70, 80, 90 people, yeah. and then Too we create a new together. tribe. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's just the natural order because we're tribalistic creatures, whether we want to be or not, we are. 
And once the tribe gets so big, you have to have order. You have to have a hierarchy. And that's why I like this group is small. And I think that's why everyone is very protective about keeping it small. For instance, when I showed up to the Red Clay Rally, right, the group was small. It was five Jeeps in that that race. And Greg had invited me. But had kind of told the group... (laughs) That, that, yeah, this guy's coming with his family and, you know, he may hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I feel like he may have gotten in a position like, oh, shit, I kind of invited this dude. Because we hit it off one night. He's like, you should go with me or with us. Because I was yeah. telling him I was going west. So it was almost like I postponed my trip to go on this trip so mm-hmm. we could do, go out west together. Mm-hmm. But um, after the second day, we all got to know each other and yeah. just fell in love. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's just one of those things, man. Small groups are, are rare. Yep. Um as long as there's not a hierarchy you know people talk about wanting a utopia that's Mm -hmm. what socialism and communism like the idea of it's beautiful but it only works in very small numbers Mm -hmm. once you exceed a certain number it has to have a hierarchy there has to be some sort of order otherwise it's chaos and so it's a very fragile thing and you Mm -hmm. want and it's based 100 percent on respect if i'm acting like a dick i won't be invited back right yeah it's that simple yeah and I think a lot of what you were saying goes into what's going on in our country, man. Um, we're Americans, and we believe in the, hopefully, the believe in the same thing of what our original traits are in, in freedom of expression and and uh, the press and all that type of stuff and speech, um, what are what we originally hold dear. But lately, um, it's become split in half so hard that. You there's hate that we have hate in uh, with everybody. If you if you're a leftist, I hate you. If you're right righty, then I hate you. And if you're not left enough or yeah. right enough, you cannot be centralized. Um, and those people and there are a bunch of people that are more central, but they don't win. They're not winners. So we got left and right, and we have a lot of hate, and uh, it's it's stressful. Like you said earlier, I need to get off a of social media. I really do. It sucks you in the media is splitting us apart. Well, the whole machine mm. is designed. Think about when it all started. I mean, it's been started. It's been going our whole lives. I mean, divide and conquer. You've heard that your entire life. Yep. You want to, you want to conquer someone, you divide them and think about, uh, occupy wall street. Remember, remember that when the left attacked the wall street, do you remember that? No. So you don't remember Occupy Wall Street, which was in 2005, 8, 9, 10, probably, probably, I'm going to say 2010. Okay, yeah. Occupy Wall Street, yeah. where all a lot of left-leaning people were attacking, you could say, capitalism. Okay. It looked like an attack on capitalism. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm for capitalism. Mm-hmm. And if you can make socialism work, good luck. Yeah. And, and as long as there's no more than 10 people, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you get more than 10, 15 people, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was attacking on that and man, it was, it, it was gaining a lot of traction. And then it was funny that everything switched to identity politics, Yeah. right? That it was like a way to redirect and, and I don't want to get into all, I don't, I, me personally, because I don't, I'm not educated enough to really have a conversation like this, but I look at the psychology. I don't talk about politics. Yeah. I, I, and I research the psychology of the politics and try to understand what's happening. And that's okay. all it is. It's, it's. Oh shit! We have to de- we have to deflect and redirect attention, yeah, yeah, and then they made it about equality and all these things, and it's it's amazing because you can take people that you would disagree on Facebook with, but then and together you would find way more in common than you have separated. But right. the way social media is designed is designed to place you in a feedback loop. 
If yeah, you like yeah. this, it's going to start recommending things that you like, mm-hmm. and it will start to separate you. The same thing happened on Twitter. You know, they want to separate the groups yeah. to div- to divide us. And the truth is, if if we could ever just have a real personal conversation like this right here, we would find that we have far more in common than we have right. against each other. So the, the the thing that I run into a lot is that my brother is the opposite of me. Like I said, mm-hmm. he's uh, liberal, mm-hmm. and I'm more right leaning, and um, we actually had to come together and be like, look, we can't talk politics. It's funny because families yeah. are Family harder split. to talk to than yeah. a random stranger that could be truly left and you could be yeah. truly right. It's really weird when it comes to family. Because we can fight in front of our family. Like, it's a family. I mean, you're going to be my brother forever regardless. But we, we can't even talk politics anymore, honestly. We try to keep away from it. But everything revolves around politics nowadays. It doesn't matter what it is, even football. Like, it yeah. somehow comes around. And so when we have a conversation with the other, we're just talking shit. It, we have to like we, I can sense it coming yeah and then we kind of like defer from it yeah the, well it's called cognitive dissonance is what every human being suffers from yeah and it's when you when your values seem to be challenged or attacked it's how it's it's the reason why very smart people can believe in very dumb things mm-hmm. and defend dumb things for instance flat earth once they get hooked and you try to attack the flat earth, you double, you make them double down and confirm what they already believed rather than the way to. So this is something I've tried to learn is you can't, uh, you can't negotiate with someone Mm -hmm. with logic when they're suffering from cognitive dissonance. And if you look it up, cognitive dissonance, I can't give you the, 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 the correct definition. I just know that's what people are suffering from when they double down and they reinforce their belief system. So what you have to do is, and rather than using logic, logic, obviously divides us more every time you come in with a really logical debate it's like here's the proof look at this yeah they don't want to look at it they don't want to talk to you about it it's worse right yeah it does. so it really happens in families especially okay so especially if you cause it on facebook because everyone's looking Mm -hmm. everyone's looking at this little uh argument that's going on and so people will start getting uh choose a side oh they're like oh my gosh uh I have to stick up for myself, even if I'm wrong. I can't look stupid in front of other people. So that's cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I don't want to look stupid. And I don't even know if they logically think that way. Um, but emo- okay, so denial. Denial is a defense mechanism that we have that protects our ego when we're when you know what I mean. We can we can convince ourselves of some really crazy things, yeah, you know, right, when we're in yeah. denial. And when we finally come out of it, and we only come out of it when it collapses. We're like, what the fuck. Like when there's a fight, you and I could, yeah. we could start arguing to the point that we fought. And then we're like, why was we fighting? That was so dumb. Yeah. Like when it's yeah. all over, you uh-huh. know, it's when it's so dumb. So almost like maybe the civil war, you know, it took a war to say, all right, all right, uh, this is kind of stupid. So many people die, but we're done now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But so, so what I'm learning is, is the way you debate with people that, you don't use logic. You try to find common ground. You try to find things you agree on. Right. You, you you say, well, do we agree on this? Or or you try to find things that you can agree it's, with them on. Yeah. And then and then that the, the poles start to shift. It's mm-hmm. it's just basic psychology. We are it, so manipulative. Yeah. Like human beings are so vulnerable. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm uh-huh. saying you can instead of trying to find what we're different at, try to find something that mm-hmm. we agree on. And so me and my family, we have really turned around a lot of our differences by practicing this. Okay. And it's really working. Uh, you know, I've tried that before, too, and it does work. You're right. Look up cognitive dissonance. Yeah. And, and, and once you understand that logic 
uh-huh. is the last thing the last that's going to work. Do, yeah. yeah, it yeah. only divides more. Yeah, you're right. And this is something that I've recently learned uh-huh. in the last couple of months, so I'm, I'm researching it heavily now. Yeah, and I can tell that when someone compliments something or tries to understand what you're trying to say, then the two can actually come to agreement on something. But it doesn't and happen every time. it only takes one person. There's always to, there's always a troll or some dick on the other on Facebook. That oh, that's the only place you, you know can't do it. And it. You try, and they're like, "No, f you." It's yeah. Like, okay. Well, I mean, I I would never communicate with somebody on social media. I, I've just it's just not me. I, I'm not capable of going on there and typing mm-hmm. and giving my opinion until I get drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, the other night, um, you know, when I posted the picture of the Jeep. Everyone just automatically assumed it was my Jeep and we couldn't recover Me too. it. And I was like, bro, I have a black gladiator. This is yes, not my Jeep. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, these are people that didn't know me at all. And you had people that knew you yeah. that was like, is that your Jeep? Yeah, I was like, no, it's not. I actually seen that. But as the Did night you went see on. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, mine's black with a little flat. That's funny. I remember the emoji. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the night went on. And anyone that was trying to be a troll. Mm-hmm. You should time to learn how to stick well. I mean, I'm not even going to reply. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I fixing shit, making shit my whole life. I, he can't help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let that one like, go. Like, or, or they're trying to get a rise out of me. But there was some that would say something, and and I, I've, I would just, anyways. Before it was over with, I ended up becoming becoming friends with a shit ton of people yeah. that started off making a comment that they didn't quite understand. And then we ended up becoming friends through the whole thing. Like I got buddies, awesome. guys that invited me out to go and they weren't trying to be dicks. They were just very good at recoveries and this and that. And they would make some obvious statement. And then one guy was talking about needing axles. I was like, shit, I just need marshmallows. And I sent a picture yeah. of the fire and we ended up hitting it off. But awesome. I, I think comedy and, find, and trying to find some kind of mutual ground. As a matter of fact, I went to his post and I seen that he had an American flag. Yeah. So I was like, nice flag. Or whatever he said, I was like, blah, 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 but nice flag. I was trying to find something mm-hmm. like psychologically we could agree on it. Yeah. Bam, it changed it's everything. It's so funny you say that because today when I was, again, with my brother, he gave me a ride from Nashville back to my house. And we were uh, dropping something off in his ex-girlfriend's uh, mailbox for her uh, for their child. And I look, I noticed next door, and we're in East Nashville. This is liberal utopia. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got friends so there. They Can got, I have one of those beers, by the way? Yes. They, so I'm in um, I'm in his car, and I look I look over there, and um, there's four like three or four signs. It says Black Lives Matter. It says uh, Biden. It says uh, gay rights and stuff and that's cool but then I saw an American flag I was like oh that's cool they got an American flag that's random I don't know. <laughs> you'll never see that you'll see that with that sign that's cool and he's like yeah that's really weird too because he's a liberal he's like I don't I don't ever see that either <laughs> yeah. well I mean it was cool they all got to you know show support for whatever they wanted to show support absolutely for. it does it Good does it. Um, it does it breaks my heart a little bit that that I would say I think the media in any, okay, I think anyone in charge, Mm -hmm. anyone in politics that has been more, been there longer than one term, has more to gain than they have to lose. And I don't trust anyone, anyone in media, Mm -hmm. anyone, so I won't listen to them. Whatever they're saying, whether it be on the left or on the right, right, I'm out. I yeah. don't want their opinion. And you're probably uh, smart for that. Uh, well, media. because they're all designed. Look, you think about oh, Fox News represents the right. Yeah. Well, Fox News represents a void 
that pays all that a lot of money can be funneled through because they had they're like oh shit there's a market for the right yeah I don't think the they care market. about the right yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. yes I, none of these people care about us they care about capitalizing on drama because mm -hmm. that's what sells I will literally work out to listening to um, Carl or Carson Tucker or yeah uh, or, or someone and, yeah. and it will get me. So riled up yeah. that I'll have a really good workout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're designed. Um, and you know what? And I don't think they mean to. I think yeah. the individuals don't mean to. I don't think anyone does. I don't think there's this oligarchy that knows how to pull the strings. Well, I think that's I think because that, you're a really good, happy person. Well, really no, are. I can see how it happens naturally. Yeah. I can see how it happens in everyday conversations. So, therefore, the human nature, because people want to hold on to power. They're terrified to let it go. Yeah, yeah. So they can convince themselves through a stage of denial and cognitive dissonance that they're right and you're wrong. And it's just a very natural human thing. I think that the point is that if you're seeking a position of power, you should check yourself. Yeah. That is a very dangerous thing, whether it be the media, a social media influencer, mm. um, a position of politics, if you if you've gone to college to be a politician, that's wow. a dangerous thing. I think you're called to that position because you have insight. Because the community says, yeah. "Listen, man, you really think about things this way. Maybe you should." And I think that people that are the best for the job don't want the job because it's a huge responsibility. Yes. So anyone that wants the job yeah. freaks me the fuck out. So therefore, yeah. I tend to not believe in them. Yeah, because they're yeah. going to be biased to their own opinions, and they're going to—it's it, just a very dangerous. And that's, thing. The, that's what pulled me to Trump. Uh, regardless if you like him or not, I, I liked him because he wasn't a politician, and it made me open my eyes to toxic politicians. Mm -hmm. There's politicians that, like you said, go to college to be one, and they just—they're just want to be one forever, and yeah. it's—they just like drip toxicity, mm -hmm. and uh, they just. They're just there to say whatever is best for them to win to make the most money. And they'll do whatever it takes to keep that power. And it, it, it's really something that we need to stray away from. Yeah. We need to get people in the, in power that, that aren't supposed to, that, that aren't politicians. Um, business people, probably some of the best. It was always the best. It was farmers. Yeah, it was the, a dentist. Yeah. It was, it was someone that wanted to serve their community for a short amount of time. And I think the, 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 the the secret to it being successful is having the attitude that I can lose contact. I can lose perspective right. if I stay in something too long. Mm -hmm. As a parent, if I don't get out of my comfort zone, I may be making bad decisions. Right. Like I need to expose myself. What I'm saying is, is that you don't need to get, you'll get trapped. And that's the norm up there. They get in a position and they stay there for 30, 40 years. Fuck, they yeah. accomplish nothing. They talk, talk, talk. It's all bullshit. 70 freaking years. Yeah. Se I, God, can you imagine it's crazy. 70 years? It's crazy. The whole system, like uh, the American system is amazing, but it's it's still not right. No. You know, until there's term limits and, and people, we just think about everything backwards. Everybody's out for, look, I do a lot of thought exercises. <laughs> what are and I don't mean to, but thought exercises, you know, I do why. You know, it's just why yeah. you ask, you ask, well, okay, well you, once you figure out why something is, well, you say, well, why? Yeah. And you just keep going. And, um, man, if you go down some of them, it's, it can, it's amazing what you can, um, second guess in life. Mm -hmm. Capitalism. I always believe capitalism, capitalism was the way. 
But then once I go through, well, why? And I start going through that process. Just take any idea and start to question it. But be honest. Give it time. Give it a week. Yeah. Give it a day. Even if you believe in it a lot, it's hard to, yeah. well, hard well, to but, think but about Try it. to prove why yeah. it's so good or, or why it's so bad. It doesn't really matter. Just just go through the exercise. And, and then really spend time on the answer. Don't just stop. Because you'll find that you get to a place that's pure. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, oh, we're a consumer-based society, mm-hmm. I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm trying to be something. I'm trying to prove something. I'm, I have an ego. I have a fancy car, a fancy house. And if I only realized capitalism is just a consumer thing, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I think it's a great thing, but I think it can also get out of hand. I think I, once I understood what communism was, it meant community and socialism. And once I understood all these isms, all of them at their root are pure and we're, we're started with good intentions. The, the old saying virtuism, you know, virtuism yes, is the yeah. road or the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. People wanting better for, they see an inequality and they say, I want to make this better, but there's always yeah. a flip side to everything. So you got to be very careful. Yeah. Too much of anything is too. Yeah. Too and bad. so I just realized, Oh, we just buy, buy, buy. We buy in our happiness. So, so I'm saying it's all getting out of hand, yeah. you know? And, and honestly, I think if we just, Figured out how to consume less, yeah. You know, and conversations became more important mm-hmm. rather than I don't know. I'm saying my thought exercise took me to a point that I realized, oh my god, we're just a consumer-based society. Like I had right. never thought that way, and then I was able to relate to so many other people that started living off the land and people that I couldn't understand how they could uh, become minimalist. Yeah, so oh, it like, makes sense. Like, you know, I, I moved out to the countryside, basically, um, and I got my chickens, I got my land, it's quiet out there, um, and my daughter, uh, I've got her doing chores, I got her doing certain things that I want her to do, like, go f- in the morning, she needs to let the chickens out, and that night she puts them back in. God, it's so good, structure, uh, routine. It, it's, it's good, but, um, you know, the tablet's there, the, the TV's there. We try to have a family night three times a night, uh, three times a week, uh, to do some sort of thing, it, whatever game it is. You know, I don't. And you know what? We don't really want to do that, but we force it upon ourselves so we can better our family structure. Uh, and what, regardless of what it is, we'll we'll make Lily, my eight-year-old, we'll have her create a game for us. If it's silly or not, we're gonna play it. Yeah. And. Um, her mom the other day was like, hey, for her birthday, I want to give her a phone. My daughter's eight, and I'm like, there's no need for that. I, I agree with you, but I think we have to figure out another way to deliver it. You're right. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't want to get off track. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people hated Trump, right? Yep. A lot of the things, I, I'm saying this, it doesn't matter if you're right, if you wind up destroying everything in the end. Mm-hmm. So we have to find another delivery you know what I mean? A lot of things like Trump was one of the most divisive people I'd ever seen. And yes, he was right a lot of times. And maybe there's wrong a lot of times. And what I'm trying to say is, is that, yeah, I think you're 100% right. But man, that's a very delicate thing because we're in a society that it's almost saying, it's almost, it's hard to say, I don't think she needs that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost yeah. feel like we almost have to say, hey, listen, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know, and it's a very dangerous because just because you think it's wrong, she's going to think oh. it's right, and then it'll be me, a fucking fight. Me and her actually have such a good relationship. That's awesome. I told her um, 
I know I didn't say I don't I said I'm I'm hesitant about that. I'll let her talk to you when she wants to talk to you or her sister, but then leave it in the in the in her bedroom or whatever or where we're going to leave it. I don't want her having it all day. Yeah. I don't want her being her face being attached to it like a droid, you know, just like hey, you have phone time now until this and that's it. I'm lucky they all have cell phones. They're older. But no, no. They've had them for a, a little while, but okay. they don't have any form of social media. Okay. None. None yeah. of them. And I think that's freaking awesome. I think I mean, it's what safer. do you use? You use... He, he talks to I mean, buddy. I have Snapchat and like TikTok, but I don't... There's not normal things. I just use it for communication. I mean, TikTok. literally every time I, he don't have a Facebook... Like, they're just not really into that. They're not glued to their phone other right. than communicating. And, and I'm not opposed to new technology. I mean... Shit changes. Yeah. You know, all the, all but I, I got to be honest with you. I'm very much opposed to the way social media is being orchestrated mm-hmm. and manipulative. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, somebody was trying to tell me, you got to watch this thing on Netflix. It was some, um, the way the, the social media was. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, I, as soon as I started watching, I was like, oh yeah, well already this, all this makes sense to me. It's the reason why I don't like chasing likes. It's unhealthy. It chases you. Dopamine's unhealthy. Right. When right. I would release a video eight years ago, nine, ten years ago, and there was likes, oh my God, the way that felt yeah. made Instant me want to do it again. And I and I started picking up. I was like, this is not healthy. This is this is very unhealthy. So I started thinking, well, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I want to stay behind the camera. I want to just make videos rather than yeah. I've got the a attention. Dirt, I've got somewhat of addictive personality. To certain things, not everything, not not anything bad but it's I've caught myself where I'll check my phone uh, I'll check Facebook I'll check Instagram I'll check my text messages and then my email and then I'll get off five minutes later I'm checking it again I'm highly aware of this I've checked my phone 30 times over the weekend to see if someone liked what I had done over the Jeep thing or disliked like I wanted to know. I was curious about what someone thought about me or my. I was curious and I hated. Why is Every that time so I, addicting? That is so. It's pathetic. because we have an ego. It's because like oh, I, gotta, our, I want to see how many people like my. Well, my it's our picture. ego. Our ego is what it is. Uh-huh. Awesome. I mean, if you really started researching and thinking about what your ego is and the way I describe an ego, and maybe I had heard it described this way, and I just I'm reiterating what someone else said. Right. Um, your ego is that thing that's there to. You could say it's. It's to protect you, but the way they described it was your ego is the thing that's there to remind you of what a loser you are. <laughs> it's that thing yeah. that makes you second guess uh-huh. every decision you make. Oh, I don't look good in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 there to. I've heard it described as it's this thing that can play tennis by itself yeah. and go back and forth, and you watch it as a video in your mind. You're watching this video of how much of a loser you are. Let's say you you're you're having doubt. And this thing, your mind plays this fucking video back and forth. You ain't good enough. You're this, you're that. Right. And that's your ego going back and okay. forth. And and I think that's all it is. We, I think it's this. We're still evolving. We're a species. And that ego was incredible because it's the reason why spoken language exists. This technology exists because well, so much there's tech- a side effect to it. It was incredible. It, 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 it created the automotive industry. It, it's everything. So... I don't think the ego's bad. I don't want to... If you didn't have an ego, we probably would cease to exist. Yeah. I think it's about finding balance. Right. And, and I think, like you said, we have every answer we ever want in the palm of our hands, and we use it for likes and to see Bernie Sanders memes. 
It, it's like, I was so disappointed. I told Rebecca yesterday, I was like, why didn't I put that little Bernie Sanders meme around the campfire? Yeah. In the, po- the picture that I posted when yeah, we were asking have. for marshmallows? Yeah. But, but I don't think that way. I mean, th- this is what I do for a living. Videos is what I do for a living. I, I, uh-huh. I can't. I don't do it. That thing got crazy, didn't it? I mean, Bernie Sanders, I can't I can't. I didn't even up. understand what was happening. I was like, okay, some of, I'd say I don't follow any social media. All it was is just him at the inauguration just sitting by himself with mittens. It got and big. And people just were like, boom. Like, Bernie yeah. Sanders is there for some reason. He doesn't want to be there. I do admire people that have the ability to find humor in things that I could never see it. And the way they can title something or write something. Uh-huh. Memes are an art. It is, and it blows up, and I wonder who makes them. I don't know. For the longest, I thought Derek, our friend Derek, made memes. Because if I ever want a good laugh, I just go to his Facebook page because he shares the funniest shit. Have you ever seen his Facebook page? No. It's so funny. He's always sharing shit that just makes me crack up. But he said all he does is share other people's stuff. So Yeah. um, I don't know who writes it. some days I'm on a kick for politics. Some days I'm on a kick for funny memes, or and then some days I'm on. Who do you there. who do you follow for politics? Uh, ben Shapiro. Um, I like Ben. He's uh, a he's another one. So I, I started out following Ben, but he's so logical and so right all really, the time. He's very smart, and he can make you feel dumb not thinking the way he thinks. But I think it's divisive. I don't think it works. I don't think, I, I, this is what I'm saying. I, I had made a video one day. I had started making these. My first videos were called Random Thoughts. And I would just ride around in my vehicle, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Jeep or whatever. And I would just, just shit that was bothering me on my mind. And I was talking about um, the video I made was called um, Listening or whatever. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, does it matter if you're right if you wind up alone in the end? It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah. You got to work on your delivery. Yeah. It it does not matter how fucking logically right you are. He's you, so he's but he's such he, a good debater. He's, he he destroys everybody. That. He destroys everyone because he's witty. He's fast. He know he's very knowledgeable. But do you think it's effective? I almost feel like it's divisive. Well, if he's debating, it is is effective. But if he's trying to get you to agree with him, it's not because. No. And I think I think the art. I think the art is being more subtle and 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 being more empathetic. I and mean, something I struggle with is empathy. Like I, my whole life, I was forty three years old before I even knew what empathy was. <laughs> so you know, so I really struggle with trying to understand other people. But as I get older, and and I've gone through more emotional trauma in my life, I'm starting to. Well, I maybe I'm getting wiser. I don't know. Yeah, but older you get. Yeah, that way. I'm yeah. learning that. It's more oh, important. What's not. Well, I'm learning that it doesn't matter if you're right if you if you just divide us more and more because I don't. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna sit there and be like, "Yeah, I'm right." So um, f you, you know, I, we're not friends. I, well, I'm learning it's a, it's an art, it's a skill, it's a, it's a it's a it's a communication skill that I've just kind of peeked behind the blinds and said, "Oh, there's a whole nother way." Yeah, yeah. Because I've always been like, "I'm fucking right. Go fuck yourself. I don't care what you yeah. think." And I've done that my whole life. Uh-huh. And um, and I'll get with I'll get into. Uh, conversations, arguments on Facebook with people, friends of mine that think a different way. And I will be very respectful because I know this person. Mm-hmm. I'll see you again. So I don't want to be a dick and be, you know, that freaking troll. Um, but if they become, and, and if they start to de- 
demeanor me or say something negative uh, that is uh, towards me as a person, I, I'll just delete them. Fuck off, mm-hmm. you know. But if you, it, I won't ever delete you if you if we have a uh, disagreement. Yeah, that's that's silly. Um, I'll unfollow you if I don't. Like I've unfollowed a lot of friends that I disagree with, so I don't trap myself into their uh, posts and try to say something that will create a, an argument. I'll, I'll, some of them still haven't, and they still pop into mind sometimes, but and that's fine. But um, I'll never destroy a friendship over a disagreement of some sort. I'll keep it very professional in a sense. I try to at least. But, you know, some, some people go in and they start to demean who you are. Hey, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop posting politics and start posting more Jeep stuff. F you, dude. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm going to post whatever I want. Yeah, my page. Hey, my page, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, I mean, look at where we're, we're learning from. We learn from our media. We see a 30-second clip. That's about what they get, 30 seconds, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And they get to hash it out. And it's this most it, it's the most unproductive conversation you've ever seen in your life. And it's what's trickled down to us. We're learning how to communicate by, the, by, the, by our influences, yeah. which is mainstream media. And and our, and our politicians and it's it's all wrong. I'm just starting to say, oh, yeah. I don't give a, I don't give yeah. a fuck who's right or wrong. Yeah. Like if we can't share an idea and like you and I, that's why I think I think that podcasting is without a doubt the future mm. because it's it's two people that don't even know two cameras are running yeah. or it don't even have to be two cameras. It's just yeah. two people that say I'm going to make a commitment right. to sit down and have a conversation about something you had no idea what we we're going to discuss. Right. Neither did I. Yeah, yeah. I just knew that I knew enough about you that I thought, okay, we can get something started. And I think I could get it into something like this. Yeah. Because this is where I wanted to go because you're a very opinionated person. Mm-hmm. I admire the fact that you have so much um, patriotic pride. Okay. Right? And, you, and, 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 and so many times I feel that uh, what am I? What do I feel? I feel like a bitch sometimes because I'm not voicing what I believe in. No, but I'm, at the same time, well, no, I'm trying to say okay. But I think we're all wrong. Yeah, I think we're yeah. all wrong. I, I okay. I always I haven't I may have said this before on here, but I see it like this. You need a left wing and you need a right wing. Yeah. I, I just about fuck both of those. <laughs> you need a left wing yeah. and a right wing right. to fly a plane. You do. And it's really good if everybody stays within the cockpit. Yeah. You can have a right seat and a left seat, and that's yeah. good because we can have a conversation. And I'm, I am with you on this because, and let me say this, it's gotten to the point where we're so extreme now. Now that the plane is tilting like well, this. Well, why? Because people have crawled out the fucking window. Yes. And the further someone goes out the left wing, you got to send the same amount of people out the right wing yeah. to keep the motherfucker flying. Yeah. And, in, and so I feel like there's just... Me and a couple people inside the fucking plane that's saying, you, if you're in the right seat and you're yelling at people on the left wing, you're fucking up. You should be luring the people back in on the right wing. The people that you have the most. Exactly what I'm saying. Guys, come here. Come here. Come here. Let the plane tip to the right. Right. Let them have a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. It, they will send theirs in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we will eventually all fill the plane back up and then say, okay, we yeah. almost crashed this motherfucker right. here. Right, yeah. And, and I so think we, that's the way I see it. We, so we had a pretty extreme left with Obama, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, so we so that's what created Trump. Trump yep. went super extreme yep, right, the plane right? went really left. Oh, right. Now no, it went now, really right. Dude, now <laughs> we got Biden. And yeah. Biden is, 
not a modest uh, moderate he's not a centrist. Yeah, he's centrist. he's definitely a leftist big time. Well, he's he's from what he's, he's shown so far, at least. I mean, I hear the term slung around all the time. Um, he is part of the system. Like yeah. I could see Biden like bitches. I want to retire, yes. and they have a tiny bit of dirt on this guy, uh-huh. and he's like, they're like, no. No, you, have you, you, you have Obama, to run. You were you have to run. Yeah, and it's like fuck. I, it's the whole system's bullshit. He can barely talk. The, the whole, guy can barely walk, yeah. talk, anything. They're using him as a puppet, big time, and he is definitely not in charge. No, I don't think. I don't know who's in charge. I have no idea who's in charge. I'm so terrified that Amazon, corporations are who Amazon's in charge. Amazon's in charge. <laughs> yeah, corporations. <laughs> yes. And then once I start saying, I start pulling myself out and I start saying, I quit fighting in the micro, like mm. giving my opinion on Facebook, right. right? And giving my opinion constantly to the people around me and start backing up and saying, okay, fuck, the whole system's fucked up. The right is wrong. The left is wrong. We're all wrong. And we're all right. But they've got us so divided. We're in echo chambers. The yes. left is sitting there. They're in a feedback loop mm-hmm. where they're sitting there jerking each other off. Yes, we're right. Yes, we're right. And the right is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That is horrible. That is a that comes to a civil war. That's yeah. how civil wars happen. And it's like they want to keep us divided. Uh, the media definitely does. And yes, just from what I well, watched the media today. wants to be because the media is ran by corporations. Yeah, the re- the media is ran by mm-hmm. massive corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it all scares me, and I just want us to say. Okay, because what's going to happen is we're all going to fight it out, and then we're going to be like, "Fuck them!" We'll yeah. all agree after that. After we've killed brothers and sisters, yeah. and you know we've destroyed our entire economy, we're going to literally destroy the whole thing before we finally realize, "Oh no, we agree." You know what I mean? And then yeah. go after the wrong. Pay- I was like, that, uh, uh, "How would that civil war actually happen?" Do you think? Well, I mean, I thought about that a lot. Um, I mean, logically, I say that our military is so powerful like at one time i thought okay i could see people you know you go through the process yeah. called a, uh, I, I told you earlier it was called a uh, a thought uh what else? a thought thought experiment yeah, yeah, yeah. right and you start you think old school people fighting in the street and then they start you start thinking oh no they know every word i've said <laughs> in the past six years yeah, yeah, yeah. every location i've ever been has been recorded there's no hiding anything no. um there's no, there's, uh, they, they lock down like that. Yeah. yeah. And we're all fucked. We're all like, well, it's, the it, government is so powerful. I just don't see the, so yes, we have, we don't weaponry. fight the That's government. crazy. The people actually could take down our government pretty quickly. Oh, hundred percent by voting. Not even by voting. Like if it was violence, it, well, people, I hope that it the, didn't go to that. Though. I would never want that to happen. No, no, I'm no, never. I would never want violence to happen period. And I just don't see that happening. I think it's going to be different. I think it's this simple. I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking about it all the time, but I thought the only way it's going to change is when the left and the right begin to agree because the left and the right are important because the right can maybe overmine an area and the left say, hey, guys, listen, we need to leave something for our grandkids. You're right. And then the left say, uh, we need all these progressive ideas and the right say, hey, guys, listen, that's getting a little bit insane. Let's pull back. So I'm saying... Both viewpoints are just as invaluable as right. the other one. Neither one, without one or the other, you have a tyrannical government or a fucking, you know. Could you imagine if if Congress got together and we we're like, hey, we're actually going to sit down and actually logically think about this and not get paid off to make decisions by corporate corporations? 
actually come together and make this country better. That would be the day, you know, that they did that. Well, that would only happen after the people do it. Yeah. Because everyone up in, in power is going to do whatever they think they got to do to stay in power, but they, they all have so much dirt on each yeah. other. There's no telling. And, the, Jeps, the the Epstein Islands and uh-huh. stuff, there's no telling how much dirt is on each person. Yeah. And they owe favors. It's all fucking favors at this point. I, I heard it this way today. Somebody was just talking about it. I was listening. Do you ever, do you know who uh, Tim Cast is? Uh, yes. T- Tim Cast IRL? Yes. I've really been enjoying him. He's a, yeah. He was a left-leaning person when I discovered him. And he's became very moderate, mm-hmm. and he's very he's he's trying very very hard to be objective, okay, not subjective, okay. And it's it's a very difficult because I because I, I oh god man I once I get an emotion involved I become subjective. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah and no, then, I believe this way. Yeah, I, yeah. I as long that. as as long as there's an emotion involved, I feel something, and that's dangerous. So I feel like people like him are really trying to say, okay, this is what I think is happening. Mm. The point I'm trying to make is someone on his show said, I feel like we're in an avalanche. Like there's an avalanche that's happening Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. You're just trying to stay alive. And I was thinking, yeah, it almost has to all collapse until we say, okay, okay, okay. We're tired of living this way. There's certain things that, um, that's happening with this uh, president that he's doing. He's doing a lot of executive orders, right? He did, I think, 23 in, the, in three days. Um, and one of them is that he's trying to not – it didn't happen yet, but he's thinking about doing, and he's talked about it a lot, is that he's going to make the minimum wage $15 an hour. Yeah, we know. Now, regardless of what you think, I just – because my wife is a business owner, that will destroy her business. Yeah. She owns a daycare. This wonderful woman has been working in daycare since she was born, seems like, with her father, and then opened up her own, came from nothing, took a ton of loans out, created her own daycare in Smyrna, Tennessee, and it's blown up. It's it's it, She's the center point of the daycare in this city, and she's doing great. If she was to have all her employees, and she's got a lot because she's got about 180, 90 kids, this is a big daycare. If she had to pay all her employees $15 an hour or more, it, it would bankrupt it. And she would not be able to stay in business, period. Mm-hmm. And, and that thing is really going to... Is uh, that me? That's me. Oh, okay. It's actually her. No, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, and there's a, there's a lot behind all that. I mean, I, I, I can understand both sides now that I've kind of researched. Because in the beginning, yeah. I thought, $15, that's fucking stupid. And it is. It is. Um. But there's a whole nother conversation that I could get into. $150 billion is also stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, in my whole life, I always thought, no, if you fucking earned it, you've earned it. It's yours. <sighs> but then I've realized, oh, there comes, the, the perks come along. You get to make government contracts. Right. You get to, you get favors. Once you get so big, then you, yeah. then you become a monopoly. Right. And 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 that's where cap the evil side of capitalism is not your local businesses. Okay. Anyone that's prospering locally fucking they 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 grind their ass off. But once it becomes this massive corporate thing, I love Elon Musk. That guy hasn't made dude. a dollar. He's a good dude. So he just passed up Jeff Bezos. He takes a zero salary. He doesn't make any for- money. He doesn't make any because he's he's borrowing money. Oh, okay. He's borrowing money to reinvest into his businesses. 
He's a he's buying his own stock his, by borrowing money. Okay. If his Tesla doesn't, if Tesla collapses, he's done. He has oh, nothing. For sure. He's literally believed in humanity. I really think of all the people, Elon Musk really gives a fuck about the future of humanity. Yeah. I mean, this whole Mars idea is maybe crazy to a lot of people, but he's it like, look. crazy, but he gives a shit, right? He, he, he wants to know that the human species yeah. will live on in case there's a catastrophic event. Jeff Bezos? I don't give a shit. As I want to destroy every fucking Alexa I have. I want to not buy anything else from, a, from yeah. Amazon, and I want to go back to supporting my local shops. But they make it impossible. They make it impossible for sure because you Because can, he can make three cents on the shirt and sell 100,000 of them and smoke everybody. Right. He doesn't care. Yeah. You know, it's 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 so fucked up. How easy it though. He he can dominate like Walmart. Yeah. He dominate the whole process of going out and shopping. Well, and Walmart was the first evil one. Yes, it was. It but really now was. Now it thinks shit to Amazon. Amazon you can click two buttons and have something overnighted it's, or and it's the free. Same day. Same day, shit. And Amazon's uh, right down the street from me. They've made it so convenient that we don't we deserve everything that happens to us. We yeah, do. Yeah. If it all collapses, it's Everyone wants to blame the other side, but everyone is to blame. Left, right, center, front, back. I don't give a fuck. Whatever we end up with as a society is 100% what we deserve. Bottom line, if you don't like it, stop using it, leave. Well, so tell me this. If I don't know if you know how how this works, Amazon, how does that work exactly? Do they buy from other companies to sell? No. Are they um, the middleman? They are a distributor in a way. Mm -hmm. Like I could go on and sell microphones, beer, well, not beer, I don't think, but if I have a product, I can go on Amazon and use them as an outlet. So Amazon, okay. I mean, I'm, they may own a lot of stuff that I'm unfamiliar with. For yeah. instance, they own a tremendous amount of server space. They own about 50-something yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to talk about the companies that I know that use it, but I know that the CIA. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that day. I was driving to work today. I thought, oh, my God. Think about the influence that the U.S. government has over a private. So the U.S. government can't own anything. Mm -hmm. But think about the influence. It doesn't have to own it when it influences it any way they want. Because they got this however many $500 billion contract to to have all of the intelligence stored on Amazon servers. Right, I mean, yeah. Amazon's going to do whatever. Yeah, Dude, we'll so they give you own the servers. Need. So that means they're they just, Amazon they owns got the servers. Amazon owns the servers for everyone. Oh Lord! Oh my God! Every major corporation that I know That's of, not okay, is going to Amazon because it's the most secure. They've created the most secure. I mean, it was it was brilliant if you want, but why? Think about this. Why would you want to be that big? Why would you want to destroy I everyone? I would never want to be that big. Ego. That is a Ego. giant that is, power. That is the most beta-minded mm-hmm. corporation to want to just take, 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 take. take. Like it just does. It, it, they, they, they're so hungry for attention to be the biggest, mm-hmm. the baddest, the best that they're willing to destroy the entire system to yeah. achieve that goal. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because, is, like, like I said, example is Parler and. Yeah, you know they're shut down parlor. They're basically so we're having issues. The the Republicans were having issues with social media, like for example, Facebook and uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, canceling out uh, conservative mind ideas, and so they created their own. Right, they created their own uh, parlor, which 
Was Actually, it? do you know Parler was completely about free speech? They no, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't even right or left. No, no, you're right. That's it, what I'm Parler's been around for a little while. It's just about free speech. Yeah. They do not hold bars. You can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. No. I would it's, say it's, it's a very libertarian. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, and yeah, when yeah, I think yeah. about libertarian, I think of small government, free speech. You know what I mean? That's and now libertarians about. are like targeted as Hate almost terrorist. Gre- it's so fucking insane to me yeah, right now. Is. Yeah. I don't claim to understand it. I do think that it's going to end. I don't know what that looks like. I, I don't. I have no idea. This, is, this garbage on free speech is awful. I, it, they're they're trying to silence the ones they disagree with and call them Nazis or uh, fascists. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're being the fascist silencing people. You do not do that. I I hear this argument so much on so many sides. And um, I don't care what you have to say unless it's telling someone to hurt somebody. Hey, say whatever you want to say. I don't care if I disagree with it or not. If you're trying to if you're trying to gather people to hurt somebody or hurt or burn things down, that's hate speech. Well, but maybe, but I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. I haven't really thought this out. Okay. But what if that's okay too? Oh man. Because, but, but but because because what if you don't you let the market or society say. Let society say you're out of the fucking tribe. Right. Like, what if we went back to a more tribalistic mentality and we said, you can't fucking behave that way. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, if we started exiling motherfuckers, but right now, so we just need there's to wait. no consequence. So should we just wait till they make an error? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let people fuck up and say, you can't behave that way. Yeah. For instance, okay, it's this simple. People bitch about gas prices. It's this simple. We all agree, as a group, we're only going to Exxon. We will wait the fucking lines out for mm. one month. We're only shopping at Exxon. Okay. As a society, that's what we're going to do. Mm. And everyone will be forced to drive down the gas prices. But there'll be a cocksucker that says, fuck you, I'm going to BP. Yep. And we're okay with it. We, we say, let them be them. No, we should say, fuck them. You're out of my fucking troop or my tribe. Uh-huh. You uh, No protection, no food, no water, no nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the way I think about it. You don't deserve to be in our circle, but we're so easy to forgive and say, okay, you made a mistake. No, you didn't. You were a piece of shit that only cared about you. You didn't yeah. care about the greater good. You didn't care about the tribe. And that's what I love about the tribe. The tribe is about keeping the entire organism alive. And then you got this rogue individual that doesn't care about the organism. And I think about the organism as a species. You know, it's all about us working together for a common goal of survival. And if you want to be a piece of shit and do what's best for you, that's fine. I have no problem you doing that, but you're not in this tribe. And I, I think that's what it would take. I think that's how we became as powerful as we did was that mentality. It's like, well, you're not allowed to behave that way. But then the automotive industry came along. And highways came along, fuel became cheap, and people got out of their tribes. And then the internet came along, and people really got yeah, out of their they, tribe yeah. and never had to leave their fucking house. Yep. And then everything started becoming accepted, and you didn't get booted out of your community. You didn't get exiled, yeah. you know? And I mean, there was a harshness that came to that, too. You couldn't even have a religious belief in some cases without being a witch. So mm-hmm. there's pros and cons to everything. But I also say we're 10,000 years away to evolving to the species that they want us to be today. Mm. We're 10,000 years from that. Like we're still, we're still evolving. 
Yeah. And I think there's going to be ups and downs, and everybody thinks the American thing is just going to last forever. And fuck that. Uh, it's going to collapse, just like everything. It's going to collapse, unfortunately. On yeah. Uh, I don't think you I can think defeat. all the great ones did, though. I really yeah. do. All the great ones did collapse Rome on themselves. Definitely collapse on its own. Do you know why? Do you have you ever thought about why? Can I go pee and you think about why? Uh, Brennan was just telling me, and I know we'll get back into uh, why Rome fell. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did a lot of studying on Rome. I mean, I, and I'm not an expert at all, by no means. I should probably no. ask my youngest son, Landon. He probably has more information on Rome than I do. Uh, but Brennan was telling me he was struggling with uh, switching the cameras. He said, you know, if it was a boring conversation, it would be easy. But he said, I, I tend to forget because there's no editing. He just right. switches the cameras back and forth. Yeah. He was just telling me that he enjoys it so much. He said the conversation is so interesting that he forgets. And yeah, he forgets I'm really to bad at paying attention. I keep zoning out and thinking about what you guys are talking about. And I'm like, oh, crap, i got to keep switching it. But that's good, though. It means yeah. something that, you know, two, two old dudes talking about some shit that a 17-year-old kid finds interesting. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, the Roman, the Romans. So this is something I think about a lot, and I'm not a historian. I know very little about the Romans, other than what you could catch in a really good documentary. Yeah, man, I, and I love the Roman history. I've I watched every series I could. Uh, Spartacus, that was yeah, a good series. Yeah, yeah, was good. The first, the first season was the best because then the dude died from cancer, but then they and they replaced him with some guy that couldn't match him. Yeah, but it was a good series. And then uh, you know I've watched movies over and over again. I just love it. I just love it so much. And um, gosh, the, the more I, I I watched and studied them, the more evil they became. I was like, God, they are fucking evil. Well, they did. I, and I think, well, why? You know what I mean? That's a thought exercise. Well, oh, why? it's a whole different world. I mean, it wasn't. I had everything so different back then compared to what it is now. I know it's more barbaric. Human life meant a little less. A little less, way um, less, yeah. But but honor meant more. Uh -huh. Integrity meant more. It was, it's funny how how yeah. values have shifted. Very um, much. So I was thinking about that a lot, and I thought, you know, why are we collapsing? Why is civilization not just America? I'm talking about just the whole system as a whole, like, um, why would it collapse is what I was thinking about. And I was thinking about the Roman Colosseum and why it collapsed. And this is what I was thinking about. Like, why was the Roman Colosseum built? And I know I've talked about this several times, but it's more of a question than an answer. <clears throat> Excuse me, I didn't mean to burp there. But why was the Roman Colosseum built? I think it had something to do with them conquering, you know, the known world at that time, that there was really nothing else for them to do. And I think that once people, so it's this, every good story has three things, yep. conflict, climax, resolution. And you have to cycle through that over and over yeah. to keep a human being alive. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that in your life, you'll go to Facebook and create conflict just to get a climax for a res you'll create that cycle because that story needs to be told over and over. And as long as there's a war going on, the media is fucking happy. As yeah. soon as Trump yeah, 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 bombed yeah, yeah. somebody, they were happy as shit. How fucking boring is the media now? Like, uh, we got no it's going Trump. To, They're going to miss even, Trump even so CNN, much. Even CNN, I've seen a headline in CNN, is, is the media boring <laughs> now that Biden's in? You know, this is coming from CNN. Ugh. So it, if there's a war, the fucking media is so happy because there's a conflict. Yep. There will be a climax, and yep. I feel it too. I remember the first Iraq war. I remember being oh, yeah. young. The news was different. I know. remember seeing the bombs going off, and, and I was just like, the, 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 how stimulating uh -huh. that was. Yeah. Because that's that tribe in me. That's that tribalistic creature inside me that 
hero that just wants to run across a battlefield that was it's in my DNA that hasn't evolved out of me yet. Right. I'm still a fucking hairless monkey at that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm still a monster inside mm-hmm. and I haven't evolved out of it. So anyways, I was thinking about the Romans, how they had conquered everybody and I think that times were too good. I think once times get too good and you can get a cheeseburger anywhere for 99 cents, yeah. people start looking for things to have conflict. So I think the Romans are like, all right, we'll have gladiators. We'll have things. I don't. I think they gave people something to live through. A gladiator. There was a, I feel like what, what the, the history that I did read about, I feel like there was a direct reason for all of that. And it was more for the people, to give the people something to watch. That's what I'm saying. That's what my imagination told me. I was thinking, oh, people needed something to live through. Mm -hmm. Warriors. They got to become that warrior for a moment. They're Conor McGregor. They're Tennessee Titans. Because they didn't have media, right? So this mm -hmm. is the way of showing and explaining how things went. They would, the, the Battle of Carthage. Um, so they would they would portray that in the Colosseum mm-hmm. or naval wars. They would fill it up with water and they would have naval. Why was it always wars? Because we are warriors. Yeah, yeah. like that with like the Indian tribes, like very small tribes. Like you, the greatest honor was to go off to war. Yeah, and yeah. because if you were trying to protect your tribe mm-hmm. or you were trying to take from another tribe, you were trying to survive. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that long ago, and so I, we haven't evolved out of that yet. We, we've got, that's why I keep saying, 10,000 years to go. Yeah. So if people are always freaking out. I'm like, hey, guys, we're still fucking just a hair away from being a Neanderthal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We should be pretty fucking happy that we're arguing about equality and some basic bullshit. Yeah. Like, this is basic. A hundred years ago, it was brutal as fuck. Oh, very bad. Like, people talk about the roaring 20s. Fuck that. That was a miserable, miserable time. People don't realize those wigs that people wore. Mm-hmm. All the all the uh, judges. You ever seen the wigs that people wore? Yeah. You know why they wore it? Syphilis. They were rotting. Their their skulls were rotting. It was their the skin would rot to the oh. bone. So they started creating wigs to hide the rotting skulls. Oh, it crazy. wasn't a fucking glamorous time. It was a yeah. horrific oh, time. Too many diseases, hey, the, yeah. the, okay, so women would they would lose their noses. It, it became a thing. I guess it was syphilis too. But it became a point to where you could only be a member of the no new the no nose groups, <laughs> right? They would lose their fucking noses. Yeah, I mean this was horrific times. We're okay. not talking about that long ago, right. and people want to glamorize it and think it was great. Fuck no, it wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't great fifty years ago. The eighteen hundreds were something. That- the forties were tough. Yeah, you know yeah. it was all tough. Mm. So I, I mean, what we're living through now. I can leave right now. I don't have to leave. I can say, hey, Siri, and I got to be quiet saying because she'll fucking order whatever I, I want, want yeah. and the shit will be here in 30 minutes. Food, doesn't matter what. And it's fucking insane. Uh, yeah. So where's our conflict? You know, we don't have any. Where's so we, each other? Well, we, we're looking for it constantly. Mm. We depend on social media and all these other things, and that's what I think about. Mm. I think that's the importance of sports, and I'm not a big sports fan, but I think that's why football and baseball and all these – to be able to identify with a team yeah. is like your outlet, but people are kind of drifting away from that. It is though; it's a, it is a safe one because so 
to an extent. That's our gladiators. Yeah. So like, oh, I'm a Braves fan. Oh, I'm an Indians fan. To have something you, to identify yeah, with. Yeah. You when they, when your boys win, when your team wins, and it goes all the way to the Super Bowl or whatever it is, uh, whatever, whichever sport it is, then you have bragging rights and you yell it all from the top of a mountain. Yeah. And, and you get to it, it, it's it's safe, but you you feel good. Yeah. You know, you're not hurting somebody. No, it's awesome. Unless it's you awesome. live in L.A. and then you. You burn everything down. I think it's a very progressive concept. It's it's a way to keep from going out and hurting each other. Yeah, yeah. I think but that ain't good enough. Yeah. They say that's barbaric. You can't have a name the Indians or this or that because that's offensive. And I'm well, like, well, that yeah. That's, All right, fine. You can have your way, and we're gonna burn the whole that, fucking thing down again, and we're gonna be running naked in the streets. Is what's gonna happen. It's really sad that they're doing that, and they're destroying sports not only in that way, but they're throwing politics into it. People don't want to watch ESPN. I look at BSPN at work sometimes, and I'm just looking at the TV, and they're talking about Trump. And I'm like, guys, God bless it. Please let me see <laughs> something different. Because politics surrounds us, and I'm just like, I just need an outlet. I need something different. And you can't even have sports no. without them talking about how awful Orange Man Bad is. No, I know. So that's why I thought the avalanche was the best analogy. Mm -hmm. Because it's happening. It's in the process. You don't stop avalanches. You just try to survive the fucking thing. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to sit back and watch this avalanche go past. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm just trying not to be in the middle of the avalanche. If anything, I want to surf down the motherfucker. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the best, the best way to do but it. But that's right? the way I see it. That's the way I see what's happening right now. And I'm not mad at anyone. I actually feel horrible for both sides because I'm like, gosh, no, y'all don't disagree. I mean, they've created this division between all of us, and yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's you guys love each other, it. and you don't fucking know it. No. No, so okay, so in my old neighborhood that I, uh, I lived in, my first house I ever bought in Smyrna, Tennessee, is in a cul-de-sac. You would have loved it because everyone in the cul-de-sac were friends, and we all were drinking buddies. We always have get-togethers. We all had kids at the same age, um, and we still I still talk to them still. A friend of mine, Randall Foster, he he lives there. And uh, he's the one that mostly had people over. He's the um, pretty much the chief, basically, around the cul-de-sac that had people over or made the things happen, made the events happen. Uh, but he's a very leftist, very left-wing guy, and I'm the opposite. And um, I still call him or text him to talk. Him, he's one, he's one of the guys that likes to filter over to my posts and say something stupid and... We bicker at each other, but I, I swear to you, I give him the most. I'm like, I give him a kissy face, and I'm like, I love you, dude. I love you. Let's just That's keep awesome. politics somewhere else, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, I still try to keep up with him and, and all of them. Uh, he's a good dude, really good guy. Yeah, I, I think I identify with um, very right leaning conservative values, and I'm and I think that I have progressive or left leaning ideas mm -hmm. when I say that. I don't believe in equality. Right. You know what I mean? When it comes to equal outcome, mm -hmm. I just don't believe in that stuff because it's not, it's just not a reality. Yeah. And I'm just not going to invest in anything that's not real. I believe in um, equal opportunity. Like, okay. Fuck yeah, I'd give everybody a chance. But, you know, hey, cream's going to ride to the top and that's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's just the way the humans are built. Uh -huh. And, and I, I accept the fact that we're not equal. We yeah. were not born equal. Yeah. And yeah, that's just yeah, the way yeah, it is. Yeah, we're, not, no. we're not born with the same brain, the same interest. 
you know, we're good but at the things what? that we, you know, people measure intelligence in the wrong way, in my opinion. People think that people are smart that aren't smart. They may be educated. They may have a memory yeah. of a lot of things, but they're not intelligent. Too much education is not a good thing either. Well, it makes too you, much. It makes you an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, pompous. You think you're something that you're not. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. You're regurgitating something you've memorized that you don't understand. Right, right, right. You're not even giving not, a shit about anybody else and what they have to say. Yeah, and so our whole value system and education is all fucked up. Yeah. I was saying all that to say something else. Bye, bye, bye. I was on a fucking roll with it, though, I guess. <laughs> you were. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I don't know where I was going with it. I'll just leave it alone. Okay. But, you know... Uh, I was talking about the education system and all these things. I, I fuck. I was on something. I don't even know where I was going. Doesn't even matter. I guess <laughs> you said something that struck something up, and I, I, I. This is where I get, and I'm like, forget yeah. where I was at. Yeah. I'm surprised it only happened one once tonight. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I think you've been doing a great job tonight, man. This you think podcast so? is great. You've enjoyed yourself. I have. I love this office. I love this uh, environment. Yeah, um, your boys over there kicking ass over Isn't there. Isn't that the cool theater. that my kids are involved? Yeah, that is even better, honestly. I should get them a camera, but I kind of like the the idea of them being. You should hidden. like up here, just kind of yeah. shine on them. Yeah, so I kind of think it's cool that people don't get to see there. You got to create that little bit of mystery. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, no, they don't know what they look like. Although Brendan's been on the podcast. So the back scenes, one, one, like on one podcast, just kind of show his face. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, br- I'll bring it back on. Matter of fact, the first podcast I ever did was live, and it was a complete catastrophe because we were both nervous. Yeah. And uh, Adam McCook actually was, was the one he? that did it. Yeah. And he. Hey, what he a good guy Adam is. Fucking amazing dude, guy. What a, dude, I will call him chef forever. He's a great cook. Isn't he, he? he loves to cook. He loves to he please. He loves to please. That's the thing. He loves, he loves to, please. to please. He He's just, like, hey, he wants to help you. and be a part of it. He's a, he's he wants to a, learn. He, just, dude, he, he's, sitting, <laughs> he's sitting in a cabin with his boy. Watching off-roading videos while cooking breakfast, and I walk in, and he's like, "Look how cool this is! I want to do that." Hey, do you want some sausage? (laughs) Do you you want some eggs? So one, so uh, Adams always described himself as they either love him or hate him, and that's true. They either you either love him or hate him. He's the most pure, honest human being I've ever met. He's just himself one hundred percent of the time, and people have a hard time with that. They just, he can be super vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's just incredible. I love that side of him. Uh, oh, he's good, dude. Yeah, and I'm glad I met him dude. for sure. Uh, he's a Marine, right? Yeah, he was yeah, a Marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he did the podcast with me. And it's funny, as we had did these test runs, and it fucking went great. We were like, okay, all the audio works. Everything's working yeah. great. Let's yeah. fucking do it. We go live. I'm talking about live. Yeah. Like, what everybody's, it's, it's being broadcast. <sighs> and it, for, for multiple reasons, it didn't go well. Okay. We shut it down. I was okay. like, D- we can end it anytime you want. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So he just fucking laughed. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, well, I was like, you want to end it? All right, we're in it. We kill yeah. it. You can go back and watch. It's the first yeah. episode. Yeah. I was like, damn. Fuck. Well, at least we did it. And I was like, but God dang it. I really wished we would have made it through. And Brennan's like, I'll do it. I was like, bitch, get in here. So Brennan came on. He was episode two. In okay. the same night, we went live again. Oh, okay, I was hard, man. It was I was nervous as shit. It was hard going live, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I there's it's not nerve wracking knowing that you're live. Well, I'll be honest with you. There's not been one podcast that I wasn't nervous about. Nervous. Well, you except for this nervous. one. 
You don't seem nervous. Uh, well, I always hide it very well, but this one I didn't have time to be nervous yeah, because yeah. usually I'm waiting for yeah. people to get here. I popped in and was like, let's go. But you're behind me? Yeah. And I'm like in a panic trying to get shit set up. Like, <laughs> yeah. like well, how ironic yeah. was well, you literally I'm pulled him right behind me. You know, it's funny because before I got here. It was here, the best thing that could have happened, which I was, I'm not nervous. Uh -huh. I am, I'm, 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 and I anticipate it. Okay. Yeah. I get excited and, you know, and I just want to make sure I, I, cause people get nervous. Mm -hmm. You're probably the most confident that's ever been on. Cause usually people get a little bit nervous and I uh -huh. start to sense it and I start talking a lot. As okay, soon as I yeah, think to, someone's to cover nervous, that up, yeah. yeah, I'll start talking yeah. a lot. Uh, well, my wife and I, you know, we just had a newborn. He's four months old, three months. Mm -hmm. And we do this trade-off thing, right? So, um, and he's got, he's a little sick right now. He's got a stuffy nose. He can't breathe very well. He's, and you can't do anything about that because they don't know how to blow their nose. They're, they're babies. Uh, I go to the gym. Uh, I say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym at this time, this time. Okay, okay so you take the baby. Um and you've got to go to a doctor's appointment. Okay, cool. So I work out. I call her. Hey, where are you at? Let's meet here. So we met at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Traded the baby. I didn't take the diaper bag from her because I was like, you fed her. You, cha you, you fed him. You changed him. I won't need it for an hour and a half. Um, she goes to the gym, meet her trainer, trains. In one hour, this boy wakes up. And I'm at Kroger shopping for her uh, meals because I'm I, I, I cook all her meals and she um, the my boy Jameson he's watching me and, and I'm playing with him I'm trying to keep him happy he starts to get a little fussy but I try to tickle him and we're good but then he starts to lose it and at the end it's just over and he's tired of being in the car seat and I'm going to her gym at Planet Fitness in the parking lot, calling her, texting her, "Hey, I need the I need the baby bag. You know, I need to change him. He smells like poop, and he's probably hungry." And she she doesn't answer because she doesn't have her phone on her. She 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 actually takes training pretty serious, so she doesn't have her phone on her. Once she's done, after an hour and a half of her training, she comes outside, and I call her. I'm like, "Hey, I'm in the parking lot. Please come see me. I need the I need to change." I changed the baby in the parking lot. I'm playing with him, keeping him happy, put him in this car seat. And he starts to throw a tantrum. And I'm like, hey, I got to go to a podcast, girl. I love you. <laughs> Good luck. You know? Yeah. And it's just like this game you got to play for, hey, until they can walk and talk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got mine out quick. Well, no, I didn't. I guess I spaced all you guys out for five years. But I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of old. I'm 44. Yeah, I'm 37. Yeah. yeah I don't realize I'm a little older. And not they're that all much. Getting old. Yeah. Not not that much. No, I feel like I'm fucking twenty seven. Yeah, I feel like I'm um, definitely in my early thirties or twenties. Yeah. Maybe because of all the Marine Corps infantry stuffs jumping in and out of freaking eight tons and stuff that's really beat up my body. My knees hurt. Well, I feel fifty sometimes. Uh, well, every one of you guys are in some kind of fitness, and I've always hated it. Yeah. But yeah. I need something in my life. I really, really do. I, I I had a trainer for about a year, and that was probably the best I ever felt. That and a good diet. Yeah, it, it's not, it's a life-changing thing where it's hard to get into. So, But once you get into it and you're actually working out, you have to work out at least four times a, day, uh, a week. I think also you need to do it by yourself. You need to find a way to do Either it way. by yourself so you're not dependent. Right, right, right. And you have to do it, at, So, like I said, four times a week. If you don't, then you'll get disinterested. If you do it like two, three times a week, 
you you'll you'll get lackadaisical and you won't want to do it. You'll be tired and, and you'll and you won't keep it up. And, and and trust me, you won't even see results. It's all about the diet too. It's all like 75, 80% is diet. And that's I the agree. hard part, bro. No, that was the easy part for me. I think I drank six beers tonight. I never drink during the week. And uh I drink only on the weekend. Well, I drink all the time, so <laughs> Maybe that's you live a lot happier back. life than I do, probably. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm too dependent on it. But I, um, I lost. Well, I switched to whiskey. If I want to lose weight, I just switch to switch to 100 percent whiskey, straight whiskey. Okay. And not uh, bourbon. Bourbon's got a little bit more sugar, I think. I just it. go to Jameson. Okay. Yeah, straight up Jameson. And um, I last the last big diet I did, I did for about a year. Mm-hmm. Which, just solid keto. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you doing that. And I was great. I did that for a long time. Yeah. Loved it. I remember you were very freaking like extreme about it. You were like, well, I loved it. Hey, it I was easy. I was like, can I get you some food? And you're like, nah, dude. I am. I have to eat this. I, it was time. too easy. It was too easy. I like. I wouldn't. If I ever eat sugar, it would just drive me crazy. Uh-huh. And then um, I just said, you know what? I probably need to switch back and just let my body have a break. I don't think it's good to just stick with something. Right. I think you got to kind of mix it up. I'll say the fucking carbs, oh man, I've gained. 30 pounds, I guess. Yeah. I was like, when I go to back to 200, I'll switch it up again. Gotcha. And I'm right there, buddy. Yeah. I have put on so much weight. I literally took three weeks off, uh-huh. and I seen the last podcast. I was like, oh, you're a fat You lost weight when you were trying to put that Jeep together. Like You took it apart, put it back together, cut it off the mountain. I mean, you oh, know, yeah, probably. You know, that, that, probably. Was, that was a good workout for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to get back into backpacking. I need to, I need to be more active. I think that's my problem. I'm lazy. And I'm not doing anything active. Yeah. Uh, I need a little bit of cardio in my life. I need, um, I actually, I've never lifted weights. That's something I've never done. The one thing I did was yeah. go to a gym and do all this shit that my buddy made me do. And it was mm. never weightlifting. Well, Nathan, you can come with me anytime. I know. Greg, CT is like, ah, oh, just go with me. I went with Greg one yeah, time yeah. and whatever happened, I quit going. But <laughs> I, I realized, I realized I need to do this alone uh, yeah. because that is a type of therapy for people. It is. To it's, go alone. And I realized I'm almost, I know you're doing it to be nice, but I'm also infringing mm-hmm. in your, your, your time. And it's important. Yeah. That's a, I, and I say, if I ever did it by myself and kind of got in a routine, I think I would enjoy it. Yeah. 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 yeah probably, man. Yeah, so. it's, it's therapy for me. If I don't work out for three days straight, I freak out. I'm freaking out inside. I need to push ups. Well, it releases things. so much dopamine. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's a very big reward. I mean, the human body releases a ton of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Man, I've had such a good time. It's been a good night, man. I appreciate it. You think there's anything else we need to cover? We went through everything. Gosh. It wasn't a super long night. We did did cover a lot. It was, I think, very productive. Yeah, my wife's probably going to kill me. I know. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for making the drive out here. I'm excited. Episode 16. I hope so.